guess you know writing music and recording music uh, just helps kind of compartmentalize a feeling or a time and place to kind of deal with it in a way. We're just like on fire making this music, you know, in our own little world of excitement. And he just matching jumpsuits. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these stories I'll have to tell you are directly responsible for. <laughs> because if it wasn't for you, I would have just chokeslammed those guys and there's never been a song. Long walk, short drinking it. Yeah. yeah, I figure you're not going to grant a lot of interviews, so we'll, we'll make this one all comfortable. <laughs> this is it. I'm done, this man. is like I'm... one of the best behind the music I've ever seen. So. Like... There's the total alcoholic phase coming up, so we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Long Walk, Short Drink, episode 64, right? Yeah, 64. Shit, they just keep going. It's going so fast. I could lose track of them. That's the Beatles song. And I keep (laughs) twice now your haircut has surprised me. Oh, really? Yeah, like twice. It looks good. I like it. Oh, thanks, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. So so back, shit, I was introing the show and then I got distracted. (laughs) Long Walk Short Drink, episode 64. I'm Palmer, podcasting to you from Dayton, Ohio. And this is Dave talking to you from Northfield, Minnesota. All right, I got to go on and retweet the Twitter. Oh, tweet, yeah. The like, live thing. So uh, how you been, buddy? I've been largely okay. Um, uh, you know, of note, I guess, to mention... Uh, is that I found out today I have kidney stones, so that's oh <laughs> yeah, I'm not pleased about that. That does that sucks bad. Yeah, it's uh, they're I guess the size that I can pass them without much pain. I guess so that's good. I'm just really hoping I don't have to have this one test <laughs> to get to which would involve a catheter which just makes me want to throw up <laughs> from like terror and pain so i found that out this morning i've i've kind of had this like pain and pain like it felt to me like digestive issues like uh lower intestinal stuff like i thought maybe a month ago that i ate something bad and was kind of up with pain in my back and then and then right after we had you can probably hear it in the recording of the last episode. I got at least like a wicked cold that was, I had all kinds of problems. And then, so I had these things where I'd kind of have those symptoms, like they went away after that first thing. I thought maybe it was food poisoning. And then, so I just kept thinking it was part of something else. And then the bride and I have that Sunday night ritual of wine and cheese where we just <laughs> eat a bunch of bad stuff for us. And if you can't then like call the doctor and be like, I'm having digestive issues and they're like what you eat it's like why are you like a metric fuck ton of cheese and pepperoni rolls so, <laughs> so of course you know uh so yeah so last week i was having enough trouble like over the weekend it came back that i you know we didn't have that and then on monday i called and 
Tuesday I went in. Was it Tuesday? No. Anyway, Monday. Yeah, no, I found an appointment on Monday. Went on Monday. Pete and a, you know, the doctor was just like, I don't, I don't know. It's like you should, you should probably pee in a cup. There had been a couple times when there was a little um, blood in my urine, which you know, I that's I never don't, a good sign. No, like never... I don't uh, fight things that fight back. Only a stationary punching bag. So <laughs> yeah, be no blood in my urine. <laughs> um, but both those times were like after strenuous exercise and. Anyway, I could kind of explain away one of those, like I thought. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, but it had gone away. Like it had always gone away after the first time I peed. Like the next time I peed, it'd be fine. So this is the most horrific start to an episode of Long Long Story yeah. ever. Uh, and I had my butt. Hey, off. buddy, how's it going? So <laughs> I thought I had kidney stones today. Yeah, yeah. We're so old. I know. I know. I might We're have both even had sitting here in our cardigans. We both have cardigans on. <laughs> I'm happy about that. I think it in our t-shirts. I feel cool. <laughs> I could totally. I should put my uh, the force be with you. Never mind. I almost wore a Star Wars hoodie, so <laughs> um, maybe I put that on under this. No, I got that dirty. Anyway, though, the guy had me pee in a cup, and uh, I expected nothing to come from all that. And basically, he said, "You're like, well, wait two weeks. I think it'll go away." Is what he thought. But if not, yeah. come back. So then I get like the test the next morning that or like, oh, there's little there's microscopic blood in your urine now and you have to come in and get um, a CAT scan and, you know, get blood work done. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but I was able to, which. Yeah. I, so but I was able to do all both of that. Is this is a urologist. Are you at a urologist? Not yet, but I no. do have to go to a urologist now next yeah. week. And then he, the, they did prescribe a urologist. Which I had seen when I was having like my prostate issues and stuff, but ugh, yeah, my whole like I can't just. I had a great year in 2018 health wise. You know, I got more healthy and fit than I had been since I was in my mid 20s, and still this happens. <laughs> so, but it I, we didn't know what it was. It is ultimately something very treatable um, and common. And even though I'm a big baby about it, it should all just be fine <laughs> listen there listen that that is not pleasant everything i've heard about kidney stones <laughs> no. so yeah um this totally reminds me and it's funny because i thought about this earlier this week too of how i had i bought space balls on dvd this is when i had my apartment in akron yeah and I bought Spaceballs on DVD, and I was like super excited to listen to the commentary. And it was like him and his like producer who he's worked with like forever, and a couple other people that he's worked with forever. And it was just all these old Jewish guys just like <laughs> talking about like where they went for breakfast, and like, <laughs> it was like the most boring commentary I've ever like. You'd expect Mel Brooks; it's going to be like a hilarious yeah. commentary. No, it's just like. Oh, so I was over there and I talked to Mel and then like Mel the who? Deli. Like yeah, yeah, like it's just so it was so painful and terrible and not fun at all to like to be a part of. And that's what I feel like our listeners have to go through right now. So was, yeah, yeah. But well, we're gonna make it up to him today. Uh because joining us soon will be my brother Moto to talk oh, about yeah. some, some shit that he made that um i think will get us giggling um 
but be and I think he's um he's actually sharing the live link somewhere before he hops on but so he'll, he he may pop in here at any second but so I mean that's generally I'm I'm fine but there's that and that sucks so yeah uh, how are you sir <laughs> I'm good um I'm uh so last time we talked I was in the middle of a fat like a fast a 5 day fast is that how I, long you ended up going I did end up making it through Friday. Like it, like it would have been five days, like from the time I ate. Whoa. And uh, so, and I got <clears throat> super crampy because I just was not, I mean, you're not replenishing your electrolytes. You're, and you're just like, electrolytes. Yeah. Shit already. Um, Oh, and there he is. Let's just say hi to him quick. Moto yeah. has joined us. He's hey, got... Moto. It's Moto. <laughs> Goddamn sound guy can't get it right. No, you did great. You're doing awesome. We're up to oh, five man. viewers, too. That happens. Excellent. Please yeah. like and subscribe, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, subscribe so we can get our unique URL. We're closing I... in on that final, like, 15 or 18 or whatever. I totally, week. like, hit up my family at my niece's birthday party this yeah. weekend. <laughs> Good it man. Was like, Everybody get out your phones and get on YouTube and yeah. search this and hit subscribe. Ah, I noticed That's it dropped, awesome. like, five five people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 82. Yeah, we're up to 82. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, so uh, please subscribe on our YouTube channel. Ring the bell. Uh, once we get to our 100 subscribers, we can have our unique URL. Oh yeah. man, and stop bugging you about it, <laughs> and then we can stop bugging you about it exactly. If anything, that's why you should do it. Yeah, um, so uh, but you, were, you were telling us, uh, yeah, crampy. you were, you were I was super crampy, crampy, like cramps all up and down my side. It was awful, even uh, after I started eating. So I found this recipe for this stuff called uh it's like really big right now called snake juice and it's like a mixture of salts uh that you mix into water and that's what this is it is horrific oh <laughs> um, no but it's like it's gonna be good. Oh. uh but it's like uh no cramps whatsoever like better even than I, I was taking a supplement before to try to because I would I get really bad leg cramps in my sleep, you know, um, and that supplement oh, like, really like Charlie horse. Type stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Like they wake me up bad That's if I terrible. and so um, I started taking a magnesium supplement and that totally knocked them out like they were fine. If I'm really dehydrated or where I've been drinking a lot of water and then I pee out a bunch and I haven't been eating to replenish those electrolytes though i'll get really bad cramps everywhere like in my like charlie horses in my sides oh. and and that's what was happening after this fast and so um i was like okay i can't do that every week like that's ridiculous so i reset and i like want to just try it now a fast now with this stuff and it seems to be really making a huge difference like i was feeling that like sluggish, like flu feeling like I was the last time again today. And uh, I started drinking this stuff and it really like perked me up and took away a lot of those symptoms. But it's like, it's like sodium chlor, uh, uh, potassium chloride, not sodium chloride. That's, I don't think that's safe. 
potassium chloride, which is like fake salt, and then uh, Epsom salts and baking soda and a little bit of pink Himalaya salt all mixed together. And then you put that, you'd like dump, dump that in. And it tastes like um, really uh, processed well water. Like if you've ever been to somebody's house and their like water softener was like cranked up a little too high, you know, like that's what the water tastes like. So we have well water and I hate the smell of it and don't dare drink it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have the smell of well water. It's just that like, um, you know, that salty taste that well water gets because it goes through like the. I will. I'll try ours now, at least so that I know, yeah. <laughs> so I know what you're going through. <laughs> yeah, but I'll commit it, to a, um, a glass. Of it. But it tastes like water softener water, is really what it tastes like. But it it all those things, uh, like it's a little bit of each one of those things, and it's just to help keep electrolytes in your system without any caloric intake. So drinking Gatorade Zero right now. Hey, that? does that fit your uh, requirements? Um, uh, uh, well, the fake, the artificial sweetener yeah. in that, I gotta, I want to try to avoid, or or else I would do that. Um, yeah, because that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and it just, um, just because that can mess with your, if you're when you're fasting, it can like kickstart things, and then nothing actually happens, which makes your hunger like even worse where you wouldn't have been hungry at all um so yeah what can you so do you, you're back to fasting yeah i have i haven't eaten for a couple days now so yeah um yeah we'll see amazing. Uh, <laughs> i'm trying so hard like i just want so bad to like eat something uh yeah but do you yeah, have a we'll goal you like a number goal of days or something or um, well, I'm trying to do like fasting during the week and then, uh, eating on the weekends. Oh, interesting. So, okay. Uh, that's, that's right now. We'll see. All I'm right. Sure, I'm sure it'll change. Yeah. So well, it's adjusting, adapting. <laughs> yeah. But let's, uh, oh let's, yeah. Let's, uh, let's crack, crack something. Let's make the, some noise. Yeah. I so get your beverage of choice. New headphones. I know. Oh, I was gonna I say noticed. too. <laughs> Permoto's recommendation. I yes. got the Audio Technica ATH-M20X headphones. They sound fantastic. Awesome. They are super comfortable. Lightweight. Um, lightweight. I love the cord material. is very nice and and smooth. Uh, I thought that was a better, better choice than the other Sennheisers that were great for bang for the buck. But these are at different levels. So oh yeah, no, they're, these are very, very nice headphones. I, I uh, they're they're a good replacement for the ones I lost for sure. The ones I lost were just like janky ones. They like I just typed in studio monitor or monitor headphones in Amazon and just bought the cheapest one I could find. Um, <laughs> so they were okay they did what they were what i wanted them to do but these are definitely like a step above quality wise so excellent well hopefully the cat doesn't get these yeah i told <laughs> i told ash that's why i have the box yeah. i'm like yeah. i'm gonna just put them back in the box after we're done with Dude, them i keep time. all my boxes I'm weird. yeah yeah i have i have all i have the one for my mixer too but exactly. uh i keep all that stuff set up though because normally the stuff doesn't get changed throughout the week so excellent 
Well, grab a beverage. Yeah, let's get your beverage of choice out. Oh, the lemon lime Gatorade. Yeah. Got ginger peach. (laughs) Electrolytes. Sparkling water. Electrolytes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On three. And three. All right. Cheers, Long Walkers. Uh, Oh, so weird. It's such a weird taste. It's like a non-taste is how I would describe it. Like, it doesn't taste... It tastes like negative something, like it washes away flavor from your mouth. Because it's all terrible. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, Before we get talking too much, uh, we definitely got your mic coming through, but I think it'd be great if it come through away. stronger. Yeah, okay. maybe too far I, away. It's great if you're up on it, but you could also just closer. crank that gain on the side. I think and and. Do 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 do. Yeah. I yes. like that. Yeah. Hey, I'm Freddie Mercury. You know that sounds great. That sounds great. Thanks. Yeah. Galileo. Yeah. Oh man, I've been loving the uh, the attention that that movie's been getting. That's, uh, oh yeah. Did you end up seeing that, Palmer? I can't remember if we talked about that. I have not seen it. I have not. Yeah, it's I, very I worth. I want to see it. I have to. I have to. I may. I have a connection to somebody that has access to oscar movies oh uh, like oscar nominated cool. movies so they're a part of the academy or something somehow no i i don't want to say too much oh, okay <laughs> but um yeah so i uh i'll have to see if i might be able to get a copy of uh i think it's out you know in all the rental type you know Red oh Fox yeah i can all do that, that too well shit um, yeah then i'll just do that yeah I hate them when they're in the in-between period, you know, where it's like they're not uh, in the yeah. theater and they're not out yet. Yeah, so. especially the Oscar things. The Bride and I had been waiting on uh, Star is Born and that dropped like for rental and stuff yesterday. So we watched it. Nice. And, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to like it more than I did. I think her too. But I think at the same time, I sort of knew I was going to feel that way. <laughs> yeah. It. I think both of us felt there were like, you know, really good things about it. I think we both liked the music. I mean, just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I like Bohemian Rhapsody a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> the real documentaries are, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and you can't honestly, say that. I just, I, I can't get past Hollywood stuff sometimes. It's just. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That was yeah. Part it's hard of it. for my brain to let go of like you're watching a movie and enjoy it. I just look at it and say, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, no, that is kind of what got in the way for uh, A Star is Born for me. At the same time with the Bohemian Rhapsody, I thought that was going to be an issue. Like, I, I thought, like, I think we might have talked about this before, but, I, you know, all biopics like that with, about musicians have certain beats, and they're all kind of really well lampooned and, and Dewey Cox, you know, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story with, right. Uh, if you, I don't know, Mona, have you ever seen that, that movie? You know, you know what I'm talking about? I think so. I I have, I catch parts, but yeah, don't count on me to. <laughs> uh, I think I think you'd get a kick out of it, though. It was made at the height of like when Walk the Line was coming out, and Ray, and I think leans a lot on those type of particular stories. But there's plenty of like the La Bamba, Buddy Holly, yeah. tropes in there as well. And um, yeah, it's very fun. It's like you know stuff about music history and musicians and, and music movies. It, it really does a great job of like making fun of that but also being like i don't know has a nice vibe about it so i i think i thought there would be more of that 
in Bohemian Rhapsody, but something about that movie just like bypassed all that. Like it's all there, but it transcended all the. I don't know. Like Rami Malek doesn't look like uh, Freddie Mercury, really. Not 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 if you do a side by side comparison. But he had a he's got a great quality. I I think we said all this before, but I yeah I, I love I really love that movie in a way I didn't expect to. But A Star Is Born felt like. I was reminded a lot of you know the movie Once that I like and uh, stars Glenn Hansard. Oh and yeah, Mark yeah, yeah. Glover, and yep. it's this independent Irish movie that was kind of adapted about. I mean, it's sort of based on like the director's life and like the guy who actually is in the movie, like did busk on the streets of Ireland and stuff, and um, became that, the like lead singer of the Frames, right? Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. went on to like get a record deal, like in his real life probably at a little bit of a younger age but you know i was kind of discover playing on the the street the, though the movie wants really is about like this there's two people falling in love and it's kind of this modern musical in the sense that they play songs together and the songs kind of propel the movie forward but it's nothing like a uh, la la land or something to where you know people break into song in an odd way but right or, or in a non-realistic way but anyway like so if you combine the that move the like really low key almost documentary flavor to that movie with the what turned out to be the real life cinderella story of glenn hansard the guy in the movie and marquetta glova the girl in the movie which is incidentally are their names they ended up becoming like mega famous because that song falling slowly like won an oscar and she gave this really unexpected like Glenn Hansard said this great stuff about make art and he's like super excited and, and emotional and then they play the music as the girl starts to talk and they go to commercial and then it comes back from commercial and John Stewart who was the host said like this girl got cut off we're going to bring her back on to say something which that alone was like kind of this nice moment but then she says this amazingly like poised thing about you know making uh music and making art when no i can't remember what she says but it's it's like this really composed felt thing in her something that seemed older than her years anyway that's like a came from that movie but they went on then as the as an act called the swell season they, uh to sort of play those songs in bigger and bigger stages like i saw them play because i was a fan of the music at a, a couple of small clubs not back to back in new york in 2006 and so we were standing right up by the lip of the stage it's the kind of place size of which i would play not headline but play <laughs> I, and it's then, like watching incubus at the old peabody's like yeah, that was yeah stunning i was stunned i was overwhelmed right and then and then like fast forward three years and they're doing uh no it was like two years and after the oscars and stuff they were playing the same songs and i was still in the front row but it was of like a giant theater <laughs> you know their, their life was transformed and um it was this real life Cinderella story and they became an actual couple and, you know, they got, you know, bigger and bigger music like situations. And then it kind of, you know, their relationship eventually fell apart and stuff. But there's a movie that documents that period, a beautiful black and white documentary called the swell season as well. But to me, like having seen that fictional movie and then that real life story to see the Hollywood version of something like that with Bradley Cooper doing his best Sam Elliott and Lady Gaga <laughs> kind of doing some version of herself. Like it, it's yeah, it can't, it couldn't quite match up. So, but at the same time, there are great things about it, but 
anyway. <laughs> oh yep. God, I'm off and running. That was that was so long. That was so twenty five minutes for a long, long, short drink. Because it takes it a long time to got, turn ship around. It, it all got to. So it just, but it just wasn't that. It's just so not right just, for me, dog. Just not right for me. Did you guys uh, remember that? That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! All right, save me for myself, Moto. Tell us how how have you been doing? <laughs> we been talked doing to you last well. on sixty, I think, which I think was right before the Christmas holiday. Yep. Yeah, had, we had a nice Christmas here, and uh, I guess in um, my time off, you know, this is my my off season. Uh, we'll get going here. Eh, could be next next month or. Could be the month after that. Never know with the weather. But, um, yeah, I've been able to get into uh, – I found some old CDs of the original tracks of some of these songs that I've been doing. And I found more and more CDs and, uh, yeah, and cleaning and organizing. And then I thought, I should put this together and, like, put this out. <laughs> so yeah. that's I finally got to wrap that up. And that was, like, my end of December and January. And – uh just been i'm uh, reading this book uh making records by phil ramone oh cool he, he actually recorded blood on tracks he, he was actually the engineer on the original star is born he was oh. frank sinatra just uh the list goes on and on the guy is amazing this is a really good book though that's awesome how'd you come yeah. across that uh my guy that i like uh warren hewart suggested it and uh he's on youtube warren hewart Yes, he has uh, produced like a pro. Is his channel cool? And he's just a uh, English guy living in L.A. making music, and he's a singer songwriter. Well, yeah, singer songwriter, producer, more of a guitar player, but awesome guitar player and producer for Aerosmith, The Fray. Uh, he's working with Rick Springfield right now. He's freely, yes. you know. And uh, last thing I did was I did this puzzle my brother got me for Christmas. Oh, you finished oh. that? Nice. I did finish. I did finally finish that. So wicked, and that was that's a thousand pieces, right? Yeah, that's not. That's I don't know if we've done a thousand. We did five hundreds, <laughs> and this was man. Seems like they purposely tried to trick you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll have to Just, tweet out uh, a picture of it with the sh show or here. Well, no, you, you got to talk if you hold it up. But basically, it's a it's a Bruce Lee puzzle, which is why I got it oh. because. Moto and I share uh, a passion for Bruce Lee, and it was sold by the the Lee family. Talk, sort. Yeah, talk, 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 talk. Talk about talk, what talk, was tricky talk. about it. Oh, it's just a jigsaw puzzle, the areas, a thousand pieces. The yeah, I mean, I started with the yellow flags, and then went to work down with the flesh colored stuff. Then his pants, and then it was just like this blur of white and this blur of background and blur of green. And but, yeah. So yeah, that was that's what I've been up to. <laughs> that's awesome our mom would send us i don't know if you knew yeah i don't know if she would send out on the family chain or just the one to me and the bride but she would send updates <laughs> every so often of how long far along i you knew were. of one i was, was like fun. just cut it out just like i will let them know when i finish it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's done it awesome Watching the long walk, short drinks, keeping up on you guys and your goals, yeah. and uh, oh yes, appreciate that. Oh, we got uh, Jay Rowe joining us. Yeah, Jay right. on. Row, row. Oh, he said Lady Gaga made me sob. I I did recently stop. 
Oh, <laughs> I won't read all that. <laughs> Just in case he doesn't want me to. Yeah, no, she, yeah. When, I mean, Lady Gaga is an undeniable talent and definitely made me well up with the, with the songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was impressed by Bradley Cooper's songwriting. He wrote some of the songs in that movie, which is pretty cool. Really? Wow. Anyway, man, made, Lady Gaga go like a year ago with Metallica. That was really something, man. Oh, I, mean, I didn't even like, hear about that. Oh, geez. It was on the Grammys or something. Her and Metallica. And uh, it was funny because James Hetfield's mic wasn't working. And for like a, being somebody that has done live sound, I'm sure Jay Rowe can, you know, feel the panic. And you're on the fucking Grammys and James Hetfield's mic doesn't work, you know. But Lady Gaga was amazing. Showed her versatility and just real artist. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll do. It. Cool. Better be careful. I'll do another thirty minutes on the Star Wars board. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fascinated by elements of that. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, there, there was actually a point. I don't know if uh, I mentioned because I we talked about it after we watched it because we went to Ash and I saw that in the theater. Yeah, I remember. And I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but I remember definitely saying to her like. I have a lot of people, Dave, especially in my life that have like all worked so hard to try to like do something in the music. And this movie makes it look like where she just show up at a bar, show and-, <laughs> up at a bar and then like you're winning Grammys in like uh, two months. Like it, it's a very unrealistic portrait, I think. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's definitely like a fairy tale, like that. Kind yeah, of Hollywood. and it comes from such an old Hollywood story. But some of what I did like about it was how they. One of the things that the I think the Sam Elliott character says, like the Bradley Cooper's brother, the main character's brother, um, says something about like the or one of them had a saying that there's only twelve notes, in, you know, and then different octaves in in music, and it's all you do, do is like how you see those notes is what makes all the difference. And um, he's like, the story is always the same, like acknowledging that, that, you know, there's really only like what you put invest in, in those notes and how you see them that makes you connect with people and stuff. And I, the, I guess the Lady Gaga characters journey in some ways, even though I hate to say that was like, she didn't really believe in what she had to offer in terms of her original voice and songs at the beginning. And by the end of it, she, she does, or is taught to like believe in herself by the Bradley Cooper character. Though a lot of other things happen, but yeah, I just I to me like Coyote Ugly. <laughs> it reminded me a little bit of Coyote Ugly. <laughs> I was just joking, but no, it did. It reminded me a little I, bit of I that. Even, I haven't even seen Stars Born, but made me you, think of Coyote, know what happened Coyote Ugly. Jeez, now I have to see Coyote Ugly. Oh. Yeah, I mean Coyote Ugly is not like amazing, but it, it's it's fun. That's enough. the bar dancing movie. Yeah, like, where they dance yeah. on the bars. She okay. wants to be a singer, and that's why she's in New York. And her Got dad's it. John Goodman. And yeah, honestly, voted that that is a pretty good comparison. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I need to check this keep, out. Shit. Yeah, keep it weird. Yeah, gotta watch Cutting Edge and uh, Coyote Ugly. It can happen like that though, if you have. <laughs> You know, basically, topic. The, <laughs> yeah, the, the, you know, a topic. The, the success of something like that, like basically it's when, you know, talent meets, you know, opportunity and all the timing of that, like works out. And uh, that's why I say the once thing as well, because that Marquetta Glova, like she just, she had no ambition really to do any of that stuff. 
But Glenn Hansard was in a position to like put her in this thing because he saw her amazing talent. And then she, so she kind of went on that Lady Gaga character ride without doing the pop star part of it. She right. Not. But the rest of that completely happened. And it happened just as easily as was portrayed. So, because, I mean, yeah. that was kind of interesting. But, and then I thought a lot about like what I know of Lady Gaga's story. Like, if you go on YouTube, you can see her sing songs in New York clubs, not like under her, whatever her given name was, Stephanie something, I think. And she was amazing. And, uh, she didn't famous or successful until she did that like kind of pop star thing that that her character goes through in this in yeah. the movie as far as born and so i thought i was reading it one way and the bride was like no lady gaga's made many interviews saying how different she is from this character i'm like huh <laughs> i thought the whole point was that she's the same <laughs> but, oh. but i i think the difference is that she always played her own music perhaps i don't know yeah so I think certain elements of that casting worked nicely. Like Dave Chappelle's character was cool because yep. he seemed like a guy that had a certain amount of success and stepped back because of that. He gives that metaphor of, uh, you know, it's like you're sailing in one direction and you get off uh, port and you, you end up staying there. And then you're just like fast forward a few years and you're still there and you can't remember where you're trying to go because you're happy where you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it made a lot of sense for him. Anyway, fuck, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm it off. Takes forever. Takes yeah. ship around. Never mind. So I, I saw that yesterday. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> and I've been thinking about it for the reason that I think that Palmer says. Like, we know a lot of talented people, and none of the, I, I have known peripherally a few people who've had certain levels of national attention, but I've also seen sort of how that plays out too, and it's all it's kind of the same. <laughs> anyway, but. Moto made some music, released some music that uh, we'd like to shine a light on here today. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm glad so to talk me, about it. I mean, it's funny. When I thought about sharing it, it just made me totally nervous and all of that, just terrified. It's like, should I do this? What? What's my name? You know, like, <laughs> I yeah. put a, yeah. a disclaimer about the name because I'm crazy. And then, um, well, tell us what the name is. Advisory. Though. Yeah. Yeah. And then oh. a parental advisory for the lyrics of that. Yeah. And then uh that was about it. But I was like, geez, <laughs> what am I doing? Should I do this? But um no uh well after you know last last year and things and um you know really looking at the line of, you know, just being here and every you know every day and moment being a gift and all that, uh thought I, I wanted to get that stuff out to people to you know, to share it to them. And then we thought about uh, doing it properly. And that's when Dreaming Out Loud stepped on board and uh, helped me do it the right way. And, uh, but yeah, the Fascist Puppeteer mixtape, check it out. It has, it's more like mixtape than Fascist Puppeteer. It, <laughs> is, fan it is fantastic. <laughs> it is. I'm, uh, I'm so delighted that it's uh, out in the world. <laughs> um, me let too, me and I let, appreciate your help. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Honestly, the well, so I want to give just because because it is so widely available, and as we'll talk about a little about later, like certain where people might hear this that that are not long walk short drink listeners, and so I want to give just a little bit of context as to who is the fascist puppeteer. But really, I'm just going to set it up by way of 
saying that this the fascist puppeteer who we're calling Moto here on we call Moto as a nickname on this show is my brother, four years younger. We grew up together in Northeast Ohio, and from a very young age, he was playing in bands. Um, on episode sixty, we talk about his high school band that I put together a posthumous sort of live release and video for. Um, and then he was in another group called uh, Circle Willis. Uh, and then he played guitar in another group called Paradigm and the Yo-Yo Crusade, whose lead singer, I think, is listening or watching with us. Oh, yeah. And M Moto, correct me if yeah, I'm wrong, but both of those, you recorded albums like on tape with producers, like back in the uh, days, like, or no? Uh, Par Paradigm was uh, digital. Oh, it was. And it, and it all ends up being digital, but it was, it was cool uh, with the Circle of Willis. We got to be in... Uh, a full-fledged studio with a 24-track tape and, you know, like a real analog, you know, 48-channel, 12-bus, whatever, real real board and yeah. all that. Yeah, and that's so. a great record, and so is the Paradigm one. Those are both fantastic uh, <laughs> albums. Actually, Sarah Starr recorded at the same place. I don't know if they had the same equipment. but uh, Oh, really? And that was Paradigm's yeah. um, earlier band name. <laughs> Sarah yep. Star, yeah, uh, most of <laughs> most of the members, I think. Yeah, a lot but, of the members changing or, or like staying the same between a certain cycle or collective of bands. Yeah, Some so we've been doing bands. this forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and both uh, both Bono and I learned um, guitar from from our dad, who uh, who played uh, in a group with his brother in the like '60s, playing like Bowtown and Beatles covers and stuff like that, and. Um, Anyway, so that's all a very long story, but just so that people have some some semblance of what we're talking about. That's Seriously, you talked background. about stars born longer. It's not that long. I know. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I just, uh, I, yeah, I don't want to. I want. I would like to get the get Moto talking about well, some of the stuff, but I want to just set up the basis yeah. of all that. But what is so, kind of interesting is that even though you made those great records, they never ultimately had like a an official release you know the bands it seemed to yeah, whether what happened yeah, i mean how much i don't think i'm just curious what, what would you say about circle willis and paradigm like why didn't those records come out why weren't they ultimately publicly released? well i mean it takes a lot of time and energy and in both of those cases money to make those things happen and you know we were talking i don't 10 plus years ago uh you know, digital recording wasn't where it is now and so it, it costs a lot of money to get studio time or to get somebody that didn't suck and was really, you know, to do your recordings. And so um, usually you know, by the end of that, I don't know, it's like when it comes time to, to getting it out and uh, it's tough making it to the finish line and then still having momentum, I think. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's part of it. How long did those... I mean, or you could just pick one, but like, how long of a period were, like, how long did they take to make? Uh, what, so what, Circle Willis and yeah, how about either? I'm curious about either or or. Uh, I mean, the recording process was a few weeks for Circle Willis, or it stretched a few weeks of real work. It stretched over, I don't know, months. I'm not real good with time. For like the uh, mixing. And then Paradigm, yeah, we did the main, the main tracks in like a day and then so many days of, you know, overdubs. Um, J-Ro knows a lot better. He had to sell a lot of equipment, I think, went door-to-door -door possibly oh to raise God. money to, to uh, make that album happen. Wow. And then shortly after, we did the Steve album, and he was like, what the fuck? 
Because <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> I just sold everything I have <laughs> to make this. Yeah. And now you guys are doing it in your living room. And That's so right. Just yeah. That was right point. around. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no. Just the turning point of the recording uh, being available at home. You know, that was 2000. Yeah. Sort of yeah. 2000. Prestige. Yeah. I remember um, Moto was doing a lot of, uh, I think. Yeah, you would have still been demoing uh, Circle Willis songs. And I think you were doing, um, I don't know, you were doing like as much kind of sophisticated work with that as you could do in 2000 on a PC with like, yeah, you I do mean, demos. just a, a $10 microphone. Um, you, you do demos before you go do your, your real recording. So you get your shit together before you go pay money yeah. to go yeah. you know, have yeah. somebody record it. It's so yeah. funny because I remember that time period so like I, I have a very vivid memory <laughs> of like while you guys were working on the Steve album. Okay. Moto was what's working. it? Steve. Just quickly, Steve was a band that I was in with a few other friends. Uh, uh, just because people are here, Steve. What's Steve? So, yeah. But yeah. please go on. Uh, sorry. Uh, and um, Moto was doing something about about making copies of a disc, and. Dave was like, "No, don't copy the disc. I want you to." He's like, "I don't care if it's digital schmidgedal. Like it's like I." Oh I, no, it was actually MP3s. I was like, "Yeah, the MP3s are smaller." And he's like, "No way." And he was, "Yeah, like, his craziness pays off." It really yeah. does. <laughs> um, so it was funny. Yeah, um, the, there was a lot going on at that time with yeah various projects. I remember. So Moto would have been working on the Circle Willis demos which was his kind of main band and they were like a modern rock band that was at the I time think, <laughs> yeah 2000. yeah in 2000 um i think i don't know i mean they were their own thing but if you think like incubus or foo fighters or something that, that kind of a you know vibe i guess and uh and and then you were also making these cover songs of there were all kinds of cover songs. I remember there was like a Duncan Sheik song in there and a Creed, you know, arms wide open. But there was a handful of them that were like hip, like popular hip hop songs, like Whoop, There It Is. And, you know, I'm trying to what's some of the other ones. Regulators. Regulators. Regulate. Yes. yes. Ice yeah. Ice Baby. Ice Ice Baby. Um, yeah. Yes. We did Coolio. Uh, what was that? The Gangster's Paradise, which was yeah. a crazy one. And then we did like just made up some skits because that's what rap albums had, but it was acoustic rap. And then uh, I got the drummer from Circle Willis to play uh, his electronic kit over it. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that was in 2000, same time as Steve and Paradigm was working on their album then. And so, yeah, yeah we've been making shit for yeah. a long time. <laughs> and I feel like that Killer Bees was quite um, shout out to Broadman, who's with us now, too. <laughs> All right, uh, Broadman. Broad, Broadman was one half of those killer bees as they were called um oh, yes. and uh th but, but i feel like that was a real production stride for him because you were duplicating all of the mini riffs and stuff that made those songs what they were like you were doing it a lot of acoustic instruments but you would find all the all those little things that you hear in pop music that kind of fill it out and make it yeah. uh what it is you 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 were hearing that stuff and you put it in there and I remember you would recruit you get like a crowd you got the whole family like clapping and yeah all like, right oh, yeah and uh, I think I mentioned before but yeah Broad's cranium was one of the percussion instruments on uh, whoop there it is it was basically what? just like 
So if like if you, I had his, the mic's here, right? This is where we sang the ten dollar yeah. mic, and then I got on a chair, and then I he would move his mouth, open up and close it, and go. <laughs> That's outrageous. That's if you listen on Whoop, there it is. Uh, that Broad Skull is one of the instruments on that. How did wow. you think you do that? Like, what? What? Where'd the idea come from? We were drinking Mad Dog and uh, <laughs> walk around the block. Where... <laughs> I blame the Mad Dog on that one. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man! There's a one another friend of ours who uh, does a guest, you know, what do you call Hot Sixteen or something, and one of the the songs we'll talk about that's on this new mixtape. Um, we know him on the podcast as Pumps, and he he records sometimes, very rarely, but <laughs> very memorable. It's always under brilliant. The name, yeah, under the name Pale Rider. <laughs> um, oh yeah, he wrote this song. Uh, um, that's. Uh, that's actually kind of available in one of the few performances in this demo that he did. It's called um, Bitches and Funk. <laughs> and he sets it up in the one live performance I think he ever did of it. It's like, I had this much Mad Dog, a bass guitar, <laughs> that's right. yeah. and a black friend, he said. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, the yeah, Frazier. <laughs> and so, but it's just so funny that the Mad Dog comes up. Uh, mad Dog going straight to my head. But I was hearing the and 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 the I did one voice or something for the Killer Bees project, um, but I was impressed by that and getting together with some some of uh, our our buddies Crams has been on the show, um, uh, well, which Jacko we talk about ultimately J Row was a integral part of Steve and and Logan who'll be on our next episode. Yeah, <laughs> not right. this time, but the next one for sure. This is like becoming a running theme, like cyborg. This is yeah. bad. Well, no, it's good. We'll get, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Episode will be huge. Yeah, It'll be the best, biggest, best cabin kid show yet. Uh, yep. Cabin cabin kids basically being like all the kids that hung out at the a place we called the cabin. Sorry, I'm trying to build this one out a little bit because people are catching on to this uh, fascist puppeteer mix, and so. I figure you're not going to grant a lot of interviews, so we'll we'll make this one all. <laughs> this is it. I'm part done, of this man. is I... like the be- one of the best behind the music's I've ever been, I've ever <laughs> seen. So, like... there's the total alcoholic phase coming up, so we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh man, <laughs> <laughs> like... well, I'm giving real cliff notes here, but feel free to elaborate at any time, e- either of you, uh, please. <laughs> but so. Uh, we were going to do this uh, Steve band, which uh, the cabin was this place that we we have a series of cabin kid episodes, as we call them, that we went out on the weekends and would play like cover music around the campfire. Not Moto. Moto was like a little bit too young to be part of the group of friends at that time, but like all those other guys that eventually became Steve. But I think once we didn't have this cabin to go out and hang out at, we started to form... I don't know. We started to kind of try to make sure to find ways to spend time together. And um, listeners to this show will know that I love to like make stuff, <laughs> um, music, and, and and movies, and all those sorts of things, and, and encourage that um, in in my friends. And that was a yeah, still to this day. But so we were tr- instead of just playing one song around the campfire at a time. We and all just played guitar. Thank God Logan played drums and he used to play bongos at the cabin. But we we then started to we were trying to like kind of figure out how to like be a band. And of course, in true sort of cabin kid style, 
the only reason that that ever actually happened was because there was some free night in like 1999, I think towards the end of the year where people were home from college to Ritman where Moto and I were still living uh, in the same house. And um, they came over and just the guys that were around and we, we were going to play some music, but me being me, I set up stuff to record it. <laughs> and so, so there was like a video, like a single camera video of this thing and some kind of some separate mics, but we had a blast. And within like a week, we then went in to, um, we had no band name, no real thought of us as a band, but we were like, Oh, we could play together instead of one at a time. This is, this is great. So, <laughs> We went into WCTV, the cable access center where I worked, and used, I mean, no, no, no kind of mics like you would think of mics to record music now. I mean, there was one sort of dynamic, uh, you know, just like, not even like an XLR connected mic. Like it had a quarter inch connection that we, was our main vocal mic. I got it Best Buy for like 30 bucks. And, but, like a little karaoke boombox as the yes. vocal. <laughs> yeah, and I think we were borrowing oh, like, filming. were you? Yeah, and, and that was started like that. We had a lot of people. I just digitized that tape. Uh, Everybody video. starts somewhere. That's yeah, like yeah, <clears throat> that started your like musical knowledge, your like knowledge of how to make music journey. You know, like and say, how are we going to make it better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that like, was like our step up to have different mics, and, and in order for us to have different mics, we needed to like have the whole video infrastructure to be able to use their equipment. You're supposed to be able to create programming, but of course that was all music to my ears anyway. And so we got a bunch of our friends. Paul, were, we, were you there for that? I'm not sure if you were, but it feels like you would have been. Sounds like something like it was because we ended up that night at your house for new year's Eve. I do remember that oh. after the session. So you might maybe, I don't know for that, but you were definitely there for most of what followed. But, but so somewhere supposedly i don't even know if it's on recording jacko supposedly introduced a song as by saying this one's for steve <laughs> in, in this monologue voice that he would use but then we had this like tape um this video really and we we ultimately called it steve and then we made plans that like the next summer we'd get together and try to write songs and play shows and stuff and so we were doing that and Moto is making this really fun, like, cover album of like acoustic popular songs and hip hop songs. And, you know, doing this kind of great, not kind of, doing this really excellent job of producing with a computer and a $10, like, desktop mic. <laughs> like, I think we can, uh, at least I know we can all picture it, but uh, listeners or viewers, it's like, your average. Yeah, like, I, what it would look like. It'd be like with, not much thicker you, than a pen or like a, a pen light or, yeah, they were the like for anybody that had a uh, mid to late '90s beige computer <laughs> yes. that you bought <laughs> that you bought in a box that everything came in the same box. Yes, the computer, yep. the monitor, the speakers, the keyboard, everything came in the same box. There was always a microphone with that that came with that computer, and it was like. A long piece of beige, the same beige that the computer was, piece of plastic <laughs> with a very micro thin filmy wire coming off the end. And uh, it looked like a headphone plug, but it wasn't. It went in the microphone yep. jack. That's why it was green. I think it was green. 
Yeah, that like eighth inch or plug or pink yeah. or pink. And then yeah. uh, it had that, and they had those circular bases, right? That like, yeah, that so they just propped set it up. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, that was it. Super little, chintzy thin. It was like a beige circle with a black dot in the middle of it. And that was the yeah. microphone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, let's do a Steve album. Yeah. yeah. But we were, I was, uh, I was impressed. Like, we were doing like recordings in my room to like a, oh, just like a set player or something like that. And then of course the WCTV thing, but we were hearing, I think in particular was, um, daydreamer, which was a song that uh, what we call Chubbs on this show. He wrote yep. that. Yeah. I remember oh, uh, just one of the great songs, honestly, <laughs> like that song is fantastic. And then Moto's band was, um, gonna put it on their album and but he made this uh acoustic um recording of it and it was just it, it sounded wonderful in fact for years i felt that somehow sounded better than the album version now i'm more used to the album version i guess but it's still amazing <laughs> and <Demo> uh, <laughs> yes yes yeah but uh anyway so then i i guess we must have asked you then to help us with the steve songs and that I think what tur was started as like one or two songs turned into like a like a nine song album that we started I probably in the early summer and finished in the fall right around the time you finished the Killer Bees project. Um, in fact, uh, um, we talk uh, uh, Larry we talk about on this show uh, was a friend of ours who was a I'm sure it still is a writer. Um, he put together a like, like a local zine, like a music zine, like that he printed out and folded and put together hype. and hype it was called. Yeah. Yeah. But that there was so much going on in our little group of friends that like that whole hype. Um, I'll pull it out here at some point. When, oh no, I could is reach it? it. Somebody else say what it is, and by the time you've finished a couple sentences, I'll have it in hand. It was it, a way for him to. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Palmer. Yeah, it, I, he was just so excited because there was, I remember there was so much independent music going on in our little town that he felt it needed documented in, in one way that it could be done is through this this little zine that he made. Yeah, here it is. Uh, so viewers uh, for on our YouTube channel, which um, hopefully, I mean, if you're watching. Here, let me, live, let me, let me zero in on you. Hang on. There you go. Now it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you guys chime in. But so the, on the cover here is Steve, <laughs> but almost this whole like uh, zine is there are some groups that aren't ours, but if you then then you turn the page, and it's a profile on the Paradigm and the Yo-Yo Crusade album we were just talking about. Oh yeah, um, that Moto is in that band. Oh, I didn't realize. I forgot Zach was in that group. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the drummer for Circle of Willis. I guess at the time. In, in the recordings, it was Diefendorf, but oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But he, yeah, he became the bass player of that band. Uh, let's see what else there. So there's the Paradigm group. Steve's on the cover and and's got the the like centerfold thing and a in a bunch of bunch of pictures and track. He uh, Larry would do track by tracks of all these albums. So Steve had an album. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of us. The Bride, incidentally some reason she despises this picture of me drinking and making a face <laughs> she hates it yes. 
she has the weirdest reactions to it, things. It's weird, like, right? That is weird, yeah. <laughs> um, but okay, so there's that. Um, there's a profile of Moto specifically because of his involvement and all this stuff, and like an interview with him. And then, um, uh, then an article on the Kill the Bees project, <laughs> which <laughs> incidentally was called the project, uh, P R O J E K T. Um, and then I, uh, no, I think that maybe they saved to the next one for the circle list. But so th in that fall of 2000, this came, he published this in December of 2000. There was a lot going on in our Fun. little uh, circle of friends and, and some some really great music uh, getting made and, and Moto making a lot of strides and learning how to record it and I think taking a big in interest in, in production in general. Yeah. Um, and, and then what? So, so I, I moved away to North Carolina and um, you were still in Circle of Willis and... Uh, what can you tell us about the time in between Circle of Willis being your main focus to when you oh, would have shit. come around to uh, starting to work on the the, the songs that came shit. out and mixing? Mm -hmm. That was the time of graduating high school, so it's like we, you know, all went to uh, colleges. Uh, you know, one was in Cleveland, one was in Pittsburgh. I was in Ashland, and um so you know scheduling gigs and practice and stuff you know that stuff isn't as easy to do and um so things you know quieted down for a while and um still wrote songs and did some other projects um the four degrees north thing and helped record uh the, the metal project uh that was going on at the time with culture of the poor um and uh just you know didn't quite go away, but I wasn't as active or that sort of thing. Yeah, you were a little less, I guess, focused on like writing as much of your own, be, being kind of the front person of bands, it seemed like, during that time. You were starting to branch out into other ways of being involved into music. Into music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I, I enjoyed the recording piece and having that freedom to do it at, to do it at home was really exciting and... Um, yeah, I was just having fun with that, and you know, I, I really feel like it was funny too. The uh, mixtape, I thought, was like that's a great that's a great um, way of putting it, and it also speaks to our generation of actually having cassette tapes that became <laughs> mixed CDs. Um, but I also could have called it my twenties. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, and that was something I was thinking about, or so one of the reasons I'm so twenties or all of that oh yeah yeah no i'm I, but i'm one of the reasons i'm so glad that you're you were int into putting this out was because well i i being your solo project there was a lot less to consider in terms of whether the other people involved would be into it like with some of the other bands and you know people that invested money in this that or the other because i would love to have it all like out there i think they're all excellent <laughs> albums but, well yeah the band camp and dreaming out loud that's why this happened and um yeah, that's that's what I was hoping to do is take advantage of that and at least make it available for people to hear. And uh, you know, unfortunately, the last song was written in 2013. That's some 2013 shit right here. <laughs> and uh, but I, I, I mean, I'm still writing music. We did. We've been working on your albums. We did the Furious Light together, and um, mm -hmm. that was 2014, 15, and 
I've, you I've did got a lot. You produced long walk short drink episodes. Yeah, like, for like the, a, about a year or something. Yeah, right? and so and is for n- new fans, new listeners to long walk short drink. Seriously, I know it's uh da- some of the episode links are daunting, but some of those early episodes are just great to hear Moto's touch. It's almost <laughs> like a. He, it's almost a character in and of itself. Uh, once he gets going, um, yeah, that was fun, and it, the turnaround time is real nice now. But I, yeah, I do. Those days are nostalgic now because it's like they were, um, yeah, had a different life of their own sort of thing. Yeah, Moto would we would send Palmer and I at that time would record our sides of the conversations in our different states, and and same with when we'd have guests locally. And then I'd record like a reference track. Then we'd send him to Moto to run through all of his sort of production software to make them sound amazing and like sync them up and everything. But he went beyond that to kind of create like a commentary audio track of mostly of like music that, that there was like, I don't know. It would, you, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, to where we develop these like themes to where yeah <laughs> like I uh, like the friendship theme was the, this cue from Bloodsport that every yeah. time we start like <laughs> I love you man type yeah broing out <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh it was so fun yeah anytime would, we would, anytime we, we we talk about dying or death like it's the theme from <laughs> Cyborg. Cyborg yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah man. I'll still I I did enjoy doing the one. Uh, Recently, 50, I did maybe. one that was, yeah, yeah, I did 50 as like a moto um, mix. And I didn't do too much, but that was basically based on the content, you know. And I, if I don't yeah. want to, if it's not calling to me, I'm not going to, you know. But sometimes it was just like nonstop. It was like the next one, the next one. And then oh, I'm going to go buy a Wizard of Oz track for this tornado <laughs> scene. And yeah. Yeah, I just ended up spending a good amount of money <laughs> buying tracks. Oh, shit. I had fun with it. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, so Mo- Moto stays has stayed super active, you know, since he was a middle school kid, like making music. And I still have, um, at the time, listeners to our show will know, like about my, my Crow project. Uh, me and Jacko remade the movie The Crow or the comic The Crow on home video. Uh, but Jacko would re- record; he would have a behind the scenes camera running all the time. Ultimately, I made like documentaries with this and whatnot, but never made it into any of the documentaries. But there's this one time where Jack goes talking to the camera and Moto comes into frame, like just a little Moto, like middle school uh, and bowl cut, bowl cut. And uh, one of the, one of our dad's acoustic <laughs> guitars and he starts plucking out like one note uh, thing of one of the songs on the crow soundtrack. And around back then I used to have a joke that Moto would always come into my room, which was like the master bedroom on the far side of the house when he was learning where songs. I'm sitting now. Oh, nice! Nice. <laughs> oh, that's where that first Steve recording was. Too. The good, the good Wi-Fi is in here. Yeah. Oh, Shut good. Yeah. He used to always come in and be like, "Hey, Dave, check us out." <laughs> Dude, I still me. do it. I'm still. Yeah. I'm still oh, checking this out. <laughs> check this out. Yeah. So they'd be stuff exactly. he learned that started from that kind of one note. You know, it's like learning. Like uh, it wasn't the how to. It wasn't heard it through the grapevine but i remember when i first started to play guitar that was one of the first just like a basically playing a bass riff poorly on one string yeah. <laughs> it's like the way you start out well then you figure out if it's a major or a minor 
yeah. I remember learning little things and dad teaching me. And, uh, and after that, I was just kind of like, I don't know. I, I was, it was a pain in the butt for him and I was just going to learn it quicker because I cared and I was going to find it quicker, but I stopped yeah. asking. I just started figuring it out. And then the, the second Bush album came out and I, uh, cause I would come home and play 16 stone, like two, three times a day. And I got real good at bar chords. Yeah. And then uh, the second, the second Bush came album out, whatever came out, raised the suitcase. And I learned every song in one day. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to have to <laughs> find something else, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> and then uh, I stole Dave's band of Dave Matthews and learned, uh, so much to say. Which is still hard to play. That yeah, um, like when you started getting into that, it, that was when it started to be just like whoa, <laughs> like because bar <laughs> chords for people who don't play guitar are they're relatively simple, like finger placements, and they're kind of one of two or three different things placements for every chord. But once you get into stuff like Dave Matthews, it's like stretching your tendons and the timing of it all. It just started to become clear that Moto was in. Um, <laughs> had far surpassed any of his teachers or family members in the house in his skill level. Yeah, so and that just kept going. <laughs> so and, I, and now there's YouTube. Holy yeah. crap. You know, yeah. I, I learned uh the coolest thing I know how to play now probably is uh the Liza Jane solo by Vince Gill. It, it was on Friends of Family. Uh it's track oh, two yeah. on Friends of Family. And uh that solo is like, I don't know, 16 bars or more. And just but um yeah, I learned it off a guy on YouTube, and that's otherwise there's no way I would have learned that by ear. I didn't know those movements, um, but uh, yeah, the, nowadays just look it up on YouTube, and you don't have to. We used to tape them. I used you know, the Weather Channel, or if you could watch him do it, you're like, oh, his hands in the middle of the guitar, and okay, it's stretched out, and then you find it. But yeah, 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 long walk, short drinking it. Oh, yeah. yeah this this is i i thought about this ahead of time and being like we should call this like the long walk short drink interview like, it's so like rolling stone has the rolling stone interview <laughs> it's so funny because it's like looking at just how now we have supercomputers that fit in our pocket and that you could bring up the chords or anything for any song and youtube of how to play it and and how, like, if somebody that was trying to learn how to play music, you know, 20 years before you guys were, like, using recording devices like VHS tapes to, like, pause to see that, yeah. you know, how yeah. just, see, like, seeing that progression is interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's And then what's crazy is, like, 100 years ago, there wasn't a microphone. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's all been within a short period of time, and... We're all ready to crappy. Uh, what is it? Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What is that music called? Dubstep. Dubstep. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> and now we're yeah. the dubstep from. But uh, yeah, that. So now home recording is just you know everything's so available. You could do it on your phone. You could do it on a tablet, and. Um, so we're taking advantage of that. Yeah. 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 I, I found this uh, visual aid that I just got yesterday that I didn't even know existed. But it's of you playing guitar on 16 millimeter film sitting at that computer. For all I know, you could have been recording one of those things. I do think from the look of your hand, it's probably one of these Dave Matthews tunes. It's only like ah. 15, 30 seconds, but I'm going to share my screen here okay. so, every, so you guys can see. 
I just got this stuff back from when I was in some 60 millimeter classes. I got it scanned and I also have some oh, mind to fill up footage and stuff. All more. Oh yeah. Nice. Uh, it's okay. Screen share, uh, screen one share. All right. Oh, Can you guys me. see yeah. a black screen here. Yeah. Okay. So now here he comes and I'll just keep talking, I guess. So it comes up. But oh no, I got have... it. I, I pinged oh, it. it. So okay. yeah, there he is though. Sitting at that computer playing <sighs> and singing. Got my I'm, acne. Yeah, it's a ninth. There you go. There must have a... been like hand cranked or something because the, the timing of it is sort of interesting. But that's the, one of the ovations wow. we learned to play on. Yeah, that's you guys cool. Love the ovations, man. Yeah, that's my nose. There it was. At least yeah, I was yeah. skinny back then. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're that's you're cool. uh, you're you're getting getting back there, my friend. You got uh, you're looking better. I was better, the same thing myself. Each time I see you, and I'm. So terrible with cameras. I should here we go. Let's put this above me and look down. Oh. There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck it all freaky. up. <laughs> Take Get <a> freaky. Selfie. <laughs> look at the faces he was like. <laughs> I just I don't look normal in cameras or anything. Oh, I, I, yeah, I've got some terrible stories because of it, but oh yeah. So yeah, <laughs> anyone <stories>. share? <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. Um, um, so, so let's see. So we got the, that kind of early to mid two thousands where you were, I like that four degree. Oh, I, so we should say, we keep talking about, uh, dreaming out loud records or band camp. So dreaming out loud records.com is, uh, is this kind of, is a hub. It's a band camp skin thing where you can get, uh, most of these albums we've talked about, um, the Killer Bees project is on there. The Steve album is on there. The Circle of Willis album is on there. Moda was talking about Friends and Family, which is an album of um, of covers he made with our uncle last year. Which um, is beautiful, by the way. It is. Yeah. Really very well good. I've shared that with him. And uh, yeah, that's. He's saying, yeah, I'm very happy with that and hope to do more with him. So, yeah. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. I, uh, more and more. Uh, the Paradigm one's not on there yet, but it is one I. I am interested too. Um, <laughs> they asked about that, and uh, a couple of the guys were looking to have that, and I thought, I think he's going to put it out soon. I'll just let you wait. <laughs> I have because there's a couple of like. So here I'll read my our little uh, mission statement. It says, "All music, no business. Always free to download music from a prolific group of friends raised in Northeast Ohio. Preserved from the highest quality elements available, and presented with supplementary." media-rich PDF liner notes filled with images, lyrics, and interviews to enhance listeners' appreciation of the artist's vision. Um, so right now, there's, what, 4, 8, 12, 19 albums up there uh, for free. Also, also, the one uh, I mentioned, the Pump song, the Bitches and Funk, that's on an album called Underhung. It's a duo of <laughs> him and Logan. <laughs> Who will be on next on that. Yeah, you got to get the scoop on that, Harrison. Yeah, but so, um, but all these things existed in this. Then this website, um, I had been wanting to start to collect sort of special edition or whatever things of these of albums where like you know had demos or you know whatever's available. Kind of, you know, things were becoming more and more. Um, you know, you could get stuff on iTunes. You could just like have the kind of presence online that any major artist would have like all the tools are at your disposal. The only thing that would look different really is the, like the play count or something. So 
had been interested to do that. I started playing music under my own name, um, just solo singer songwriter stuff. Um, uh, David Ullman, U L L M E N. Hey, I'm right... all man, lady. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Small <laughs> red bull. Too little, too late. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I started to do that uh, when I got divorced at like age twenty three, four. I can't remember. I lost the year there, kind of. Um, but I moved back from North Carolina. Back, I moved into the basement of our parents' house, and Moto was living there. And Moto was working on the Four Degrees North project and running sound at the a place called the Voodoo um, in Akron. We talked about, <laughs> yeah, we talked about that previously. A couple stories. So. Yeah, there's definitely some stories, and I think maybe some that would might inform some some of the background of some of these songs we're talking about. Yeah. Um. Oh, look at that! Double D chimed in. All right, Double D. He says, "Uh." Moto shit, son. You're looking good. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the right angle. Uh, I'm just oh, gonna so, start. Yeah, go ahead. go ahead, please. Sorry. No, I still haven't started working out yet. I still haven't started the JCVD yet, but that's my plan. <laughs> Great plan. <laughs> the JCVD workout program. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so I was writing these songs, um, that. I wanted uh, that I was basically recording in that same method that we had in Steve and Moto was working on recording these four degree North songs with his friend, Jason, like at Jason's house, who was kind of building a home studio. And, um, I think, uh, one of the songs I did, he felt Moto felt would benefit from a drum track. And so he took it over there and had the drummer they were working with play on it. And I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. That really elevates like what I was doing. And um, I started to think more and more about, I think our, our buddy Krams right around that time was working on a solo EP that is on dreamingoutloudrecords.com. <laughs> all that stuff's free there. Um, encourage you to check it all out, download it and shit. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Krams was... <laughs> Krems was working on that, and Moto was, or was working on these Four Degree North uh, recordings, all, both of which were sounding amazing. Um, like, it, it just within a few short years, we'd gone from like the Steve project, which sounded pretty cool to us, to stuff that was sounding better and better. And so I wanted to make an album with those guys. And um, so I started that in maybe like 2005, uh, January 2005. I did something with Krems, I remember. I didn't ultimately finish and release that album, Dog Days until early 2008 <laughs> i worked on it for over the course of like three years as much as i could and started playing out publicly and stuff like that and that's when i was really started like a 10-year period of being a solo singer songwriter out in the world was my main focus um but and i was working initially at a factory that moto even put some time in at that same factory but i would work nights um and sleep during the day but anyway so i got just a little bit of gear just like an external sound card that allowed for xlr inputs like professional inputs and got the mic that crams had a large and small diaphragm condenser yeah yeah and we were the ak a dk adk yeah i had an audio professor in college that said that brand of microphone is only good for hammering and nails 
that he had some opinions. Up, you can upgrade. It's a cheap mic. You can upgrade components. Whatever. I'm thinking. I'm working on. Uh, and Moto's been helping me a lot. We're making really great progress on um, a Dreaming Out Loud. I was gonna say throw a DSer on it. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, of that album, Dog Days. But um, I I kept a paper journal at that time uh, instead of all the video work I'd kind of done. Uh, just about the project, and so I, I'm thinking about recording like an audiobook thing for it. <laughs> it might be unbearable, so I might not finish it. But I thought about doing it with that microphone just for nostalgic yeah. purposes. But anyway, Moto was kind of he was he he yeah he started working with me on some songs like a funk song and this kind oh, yeah. of quasi industrial. Song. I was trying a lot of different genres. I ultimately landed on a, a real kind of a straightforward singer-songwriter acoustic vibe. But um, the beginning of it, Moto was really like producing songs for me. Like I, I would go to work and come home, and he would have added like bass and a drum machine and these great like slide or Ebo guitar parts to flesh it all out. It was mine. Yeah, that was, I figured if I did it, you know, and it sounded good. I don't know, and it was a fun surprise. So it was a fun period of time. It, the equipment was new you know it was good equipment at the time and that was we, all we had before was the ten dollar mic you know yeah. and uh so i was excited to use the equipment and you were writing songs to be ther pretty darn therapeutic at the time and mm -hmm. that was our our way of uh working through that together yeah yeah it was a great like bonding thing um for us you know as as brothers but also you know gave me a real focus that gave me back some <laughs> is jayrell still life. here is jayrell still in the chat i don't know Jerry, still there? Oh, I know what you're okay, getting. At. Tell that story. He's got to remember the time. Dave and I, we had just had Christmas, and because how things go for Christmas, we had both had Ohio State uh, hooded sweatshirts, and then we both got like Adidas pants. Yeah, and track um, <laughs> yeah, and we're like, oh, he's just, here. We're there deep. We we're deep into uh, recording a couple of these songs and getting it going. We're just in the zone, man. And he was dropping off a movie or picking up a movie he was making a record or... then too uh or starting to i think um but but i forget why he stopped by yeah it was yeah because we wanted to share with him that's why we wanted to share with him we're like yeah we're doing this and this is what's yeah. going on and his visit was short um, i'm not sure if it was by design or about what you're about to mention <laughs> well the, his sister i think was out in the car waiting oh, okay. on him <laughs> uh, which i didn't realize at the time but royal tenenbaums was out at the time yeah. which they had the track suits in and dave and i were just like straight out of that Check movie it was, <laughs> i can he i can i can think of his vision now and that had to be yeah. trippy you and know of course, coming into dave and i just we're just like on fire those. making this music and like hey check us out and we're the you know in our own little world of excitement and he just matching it, jumpsuits and, yeah like, <laughs> 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 so funny. oh i hope he gets some joy out of remembering oh that. that's awesome that, loud, i remember yeah that was that's, that was a really fun time <laughs> as well like it was it was a little bit similar to that kind of 2000 period, um, but we'd all just uh, matured like a little bit more and gotten that much more skills and, and life Not experience. Not much more, though. <laughs> Not real yeah. maturity. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, Still our 20s. Man. Yeah. yeah. I was already divorced, so that felt made me feel old. <laughs> but but then I, yeah. you know, a lot of this started to make me feel like, you know, uh, stronger and like I had a place to put my energy and things that really fueled me. But I mentioned all that about me and what I was doing because that, I believe, is what caused Moto to start working on these songs on mixtape at the very beginning because of the um, 
acts I could like go the, down. Yeah. the gear was set up and stuff, right? Yeah, and you were working nights a lot of the time, and if you weren't home, I knew where it was at. I knew where the mics were. I knew how to record and the software. And so, yeah, there were times I would just sneak down and record a song. I, I mean, Walls Crashing was definitely one of those songs where I just snuck down to the basement and, um, you know, they had the tuning and everything that uh, was inspiring because everything sounds awesome. Um, actually, Jigsaw <laughs> I... Falling Into Place is in the same, by Radiohead, is in the same tuning. Oh, which what is that tuning? It was much later. Is it open? It's almost like open. Or? It's open. Yeah, it's almost like open D, but the high string is an E instead of a D, and then the G string is stays a G. Something like that. Cool. Or maybe drops say, one. What were you gonna say, Paul? Uh, let's. This is the first. Let's cut in and hear the pre. Listen to the preview of Walls Crashing because we. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought it first... be fun to listen to the, like the iTunes previews because it's on iTunes. <laughs> CD listening. Yeah, the yeah. First reference. Let me. Uh... Um, Moto, is there anything you want to say about this song? This this song, Walls Crashing, um, sounds like a real favorite of some of the feedback I'm hearing. Um, I think J Row chimed in about it somewhere, saying something nice. Uh, Crams said uh, in an email when I shared it with him that that's one of his all-time favorite songs. Um, that's wild. <laughs> it, uh, Twinkie did a, his Twitch stream today. He chose a handful of songs. This know, was I one he played that. almost in its entirety. I listened after oh, the fact. Awesome. I, I wasn't up yet. But uh, yeah, this is, I think, a, a real favorite of a lot of people's. And I, yeah, I'd just be, I, I, I'm not going to do every track, but I would like to know a, like any stories about or anything you'd be willing to share about the... Uh, song whether it uh, from any pretty as pretty spontaneous song um about a relationship that ended pretty quick and wrote a song and it just i guess you know writing music and recording music uh just helps kind of compartmentalize something a feeling or a time a place and just uh can be therapeutic and by putting it somewhere then you can put that aside doesn't mean it's not there but at least you're able to kind of deal with it in a way so that's this that was reason and the open tuned guitar and being in your 20s yeah. awesome <laughs> reason uh reason redrum it's the drum machine that was i think what you're referring to yeah right? it's a program yeah. yep all right well, all right well, well, let's, with it. yeah let's hear uh the preview of this Like there's nothing left And you don't have the strength And if you ever need a friend
that's all we get. That's all. Uh, that's all iTunes gives us. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, man. So it's acoustic with a beat. Um, a lot of it is that just acoustic songs that I put a beat to or had a beat to put acoustic guitar to, but it does get some rock songs at the end and then some, uh, some rap at the end. Yeah. (laughs) I, (laughs) I, I just love the whole thing, the way it all goes together. I love that. Thank you, man. uh, I, and I, I, uh, Broadman, he was, I shared it with him and, uh, I'm like, hey, I, I can't get it on my phone. Can you get it on your phone? And he like downloaded it real quick. He's like, yeah, man, I got it. And um, he said he was listening on shuffle. And I was like, oh, it's it's supposed to be meant to listen in order. But that's that's awesome. You're listening to it. And he was, I think, cleaning the house. And um, but yeah, th- I you know, big fan of Nine Inch Nails, and their albums are s- sequenced. You know, and I uh, yeah, I just like I like stuff like that. But thanks for uh, noticing and uh, the positive feedback. <laughs> absolutely. Well, it, it's just so. Oh man, it's it is good, and it's it's good to get to hear because these are kind of songs that have just been in my periphery, at least in my time uh, out out uh, progressing through. You know, something that we come back to all the time on this show is are these last like 20 years, like from like 98 to now. And uh, just these songs have always been in that periphery to just hear them in a nice, clean, neat collection that they're all together uh, is really awesome. That's, that's fantastic, man. I appreciate that. And I, I mean, some of these stories I'll have to tell like uh, about shits on, you you are directly responsible for it. Uh, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> like, yeah. if it wasn't for you, I would have just choke slammed those guys and there's never been a song. So <laughs> uh, Oh man. Oh <laughs> uh, Ash uh Ash and I listened to this. We went up to Northeast Ohio for Nisa's birthday party. And uh so we listened to it on the way up this past weekend and uh Man, she she loved it a lot too. Uh, she, she, uh, she, uh, she, just hope people get the joke or that it is. Oh a yeah. Joke. Oh like, no, like she she loved all that. There was a couple like she loved the whole thing in general, and uh, a couple times she was like, "This was really good. This really sounds like this, or it sounds like that." So she could hear like your inspirations for sure, and yeah, uh, nice. yeah really good good times. So excellent. Uh, that's i've yeah I, I mean just putting it out for people like my hands were sweating like i'm alone but i just feel like completely exposed or why am i doing this or but uh you know like i said i uh kind of had a different look on life and i some of these songs like i literally almost lost my yeah uh, myself like the files for um and then i found like the old original tracks that dave had exported onto a cd and I thought, holy shit, you know, whatever, if there was sibilance on a vocal or there wasn't enough bass or too much bass or mud, you know, some low mids, uh, <laughs> I got a chance to go back and, you know, could remix some of them, most of them. And um, uh, actually, the number seven, the uh, reflection, the instrumental song, uh, I got to do it, the lead guitar work. There was no lead guitar work on that song. I just had 
the acoustics and uh, the rhythm guitar and the bass and that stuff. But I just did the lead guitar work for that song. So that was fun to, yeah, use my shit and make noise. <laughs> do you want to hear, you wanna hear the, yeah. pre the preview of that one? Yeah. Sure, I know. Yeah. We just talked about how important the order was uh, and we're jumping oh, all fun. around here. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's meant to be listened into order, but. nice yeah it's tough I, I think what i'll do is replace the devastatingly poor you know, yeah it's so with bad the actual like direct feed but I, right. some of them, i think it'll be better than cool. others but at least he puts a, a clear segment of like spot in the recording for you to put those yeah kind of oh man in. it's i it really means a lot to me that you guys have given it a listen and uh that you you know with the name and everything i was like people are gonna think i'm an asshole <laughs> you know just the worries are like you know, whatever uh so it's nice that it's being don't received fucking worry and <laughs> i'm just glad that you're putting something out man it's it's all awesome. and just got to put it in one place and uh i remember back in the days when we were playing the music shows uh i believe it was booby and Sawball. i was like yeah man shit son's gonna be on itunes you know blah 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 and uh then years go by and you know i still want to still want to do like a ping pong music video for that Nice. Uh, like whatever um make a record <laughs> oh, shit. So... Oh, <laughs> i almost pissed myself when that, <laughs> when that like i knew shit son was gonna be on there but i thought that the shit slow son was just like our joke like around the grant and around you know, yeah, I, I mean, remember when that first got played and it was like so because that was like a he, fluke, right? It was like a weird yeah. Chubbs did it. Chubbs, I mean, I tried <laughs> to give a mixing credit for it, but uh he had pulled up the file and it was at half the wrong sample rate. So the it was it just read the clips but at the wrong sample rate and it was like half time. And uh, it's oh, the, really funny. Slow song, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, it either makes you makes you say "What the fuck," or it's just funny. It makes me laugh off. And, so. and to quote Ash, we're about two thirds <laughs> of the way through. Shit, slow son, and she's like, 
this is really catchy. <laughs> oh man. You've no idea the real deal. Let's I hear, know. Let's hear the let's hear a little shit slow son. Let's get a flavor of it. Make a record. Because it's probably not gonna be in the preview, but that's how it starts, and it's great. Oh yeah, man. and we're not sure how that came about. We're not sure how that was just Chubbs yeah, messing around, right? Because what Chubbs says at the beginning is ain't even black. Ain't oh, yeah. even black. Yeah. That's what he says, but it's out of um and I just kept it. It's like he added it one day. I was like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. It's affected. And it, it was about the two white guys that came to the party with cheap mustaches and backwards hats trying to look like crisscross and <laughs> being disrespectful to everybody at the grant. Oh. And uh, I hadn't I had had cake and I'm that was at that time I was like trying not to do cake and I went upstairs and made some cake, came back and said to Dave. I was like, oh shit, son, because that was your group of guys' deal up there. Shit, son, right boy. Yeah, that was like um, in uh, in Ritman, there were a couple of guys, like, they're sort of like tough, tough kids, like, the, you know, getting into a lot of fights. Like, they just beat ass on the regular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian, tough Marshall, life. <laughs> yeah, they would, yeah, I don't know why, what they were fighting for, but they were kicking people's asses if they disrespected them or. For whatever reason, tough but upbringing. Those, I'm sure those guys would like strut around. Yeah, I'm sure life wasn't easy for them, but they they would you know put on this kind of bravado and like strut around and be like, "Oh shit, son, right, buddy." <laughs> yeah, right, buddy. <laughs> they would always say that, and it was just kind of this like Ripman type vibe. Yeah, <laughs> somebody else, but there was so we didn't actually I think say that ourselves, but it it kind of represented. A certain, a certain type of yeah. dude, I guess, to us. I was probably making fun of that. <laughs> so, yeah, once I lightened up, I came down and made that joke to you. And yeah. you're, you were, you know, you're like, I, you know what? If they're not think, if they're not saying it, they're at least thinking. Yeah. It. And then they're playing beer pong and they made a shot and they're like, oh, shit, son. And I was, no way. <laughs> and then so for like the next week, I was just writing down lyrics at work of these ridiculous phrases that uh yeah well which i thought would be funny but i also wanted to you know point you know point out some issues i just i you know whatever it's, it's like a, kind of a spoof it's right yeah it is a spoof and 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 you've mentioned multiple times how you use a lot of this process is is very cathartic in therapy. Yeah, it's, so. I've I've said it's a it was an anger management song. It was like yeah, because yeah. I was just and it's my it was just like people that look up to that character is like pretty fly for a white guy, you know. It was just kind of like yeah, that. you know, it was just kind of poking fun at that character and the whole you know dating scheme and go to a middle. If you think it's offensive, well, you know, first off, that's how I got my name was I was. You know, dubbed the fascist puppeteer, but whatever. That was if you think you know boner on your butt cracks offensive. Go to a middle school dance. You know, yeah. I mean, like this. I just saying what ha is really going on, but um, <laughs> just reporting the facts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, 
throughout some so funny. other life experiences. I so hope things. that the little clip that iTunes lets us listen to is boner on your butt crack. Uh, but. <laughs> let's do, um, I was going to save Shit Son for last in the because it's last on the album. And in yeah, so but many let's ways, do Shit Slow Son. Yeah, let's do so let's, Shit Slow Son. Let's do Shit Slow Son. And then we'll just do Shit Son because I have another idea for what could wrap it up. But we're right. talking so much about it. Let's keep it all close together. But so Shit Slow Son here was just like Chubbs as an engineer messing around right just with your tracks he would do this on some of the stuff he helped me out on too he would just like try out stuff with his gear it, it was a mistake he yeah. pulled it up at the wrong sample uh it was the wrong sample rate and so it was running at half time it was like running the tape at half time but the way the clip events were or depending what program whatever they're called they would still come on and cut off at whatever the start and stop points were but there, it wasn't reading the timeline the same, and it was running a half half speed, and it just came out like that. He just like he he was stunned when he heard it, and then just pressed export, and was hoping that he got that on you know file, yeah. and he did, and uh, it's freaking hilarious and brilliant, and I don't know, I didn't do it, <laughs> you know, I tried it's, to give him credit for it, but yeah, it's trippy, yeah. So let's, here's let's here's shit slow, son. Let's hear this. Oh yeah, we haven't done it. short even the whole thing right yeah <laughs> it's because it's the same length as shit son because it was just the export oh, at a different yeah um it's and it was really i thought it was it was hilarious it was a change of pace it was a warning for things to, warning if, yeah it's kind of know, an intro like, to the the song itself um yeah so yeah. for for this one um uh, it's so great it's so indelible I, this is one of my favorite songs ever. It's just like it's one of those spoofs that that's great in its own right. <laughs> Gets stuck in my head endlessly. Um, let's listen to the to the whole thing. I propose that because I might have made a surprise visual aid. <laughs> There's no ping pong. <laughs> There's no ping pong. But I always wanted there to be a video for this too. And so this is the only no. song I know of. <laughs> of the songs that you released here that was played live at least certainly the only i had any footage of and uh so i whipped 
up. I think one of these is on YouTube, but maybe not the others. So, uh, oh my! But you can see it. It was a crowd favorite. We'll cut it out of the eventual thing if you don't like it. But it's a, uh, it's very fun. And I think Palmer has the link. Yeah, let me. I gotta uh, your entire screen share. Here it is, down and dirty, but I think appropriately so. <laughs> Excellent. Ain't even black. <laughs> hey yo, you know who we are. Ain't no introduction necessary, man. You know what I'm saying? Check. I ain't ready to come in yet. Hey yo. Hey yo, I can't hear myself. Turn them headphones up. I can't hear myself. Turn the headphones up, man. See all them honeys wanna jack me and rock me. Kiss on my neck, rub on my pee-pee. Girl, you look sleazy with that skirt Another on. shot, another hour, I know you take your shirt off. Girl, I like the way you keep backing it up. You keep bouncing it up. I put my boner on your butt crack. Yeah, see, I'm a captain of the ship. You best get down and suck my kiss. I'll be my Beyonce. I'll be your Jay-Z. We hit the clubs, yeah, girl, I'll be amazing. I'm gonna take you out to eat. Feed you real good. Matter of fact, I'm about to feed you my wood. And when you get done with the flame and yawn, we gonna get it on until the break it down. Sing your oh, shit, shit, son. I'm the one to break you off some. Hit number one, you know it's just for fun. I bang the beats on the street. I got my fella singing with me, you don't know me. Oh shit, son. I'm the one to break you off some. Hit number one, you know it's just for fun. I bang the beats on the street. I got my fella singing with me, you don't know me. You don't know, man. See all them hoes walking around here tonight? Yeah. I'm about to slap some ass. Start a fight. Ah, <laughs> shit. Yeah, they call me Bri Bri, a grandmaster V. I take the funk and I bring it to the streets. I'm a smooth talking fool, got dick for days. And don't mess with me, girl, lest you won't lay. Got ice on my necklace, ice on my grill. So stand close to me, girl, you my chill. I know you get wet the way I'll make them beats. So we making love in expensive sheets. Sing oh, shit, son. I'm the one to break you off some. Hit number one, you know it just for fun. I bang the beats on the street. Got my fella singing with me, you don't know me. Oh shit, son. I'm the one to break you off some. Hit number one, you know it just for fun. I bang the beats on the street. Got my fella singing with me, you don't know me. You don't know me. Oh shit. Hey yo, DJ. You don't know me. Motherfucker. Like the big Chuck and Little John laugh at the end. Oh, yeah, it's magic. classic. I love that song. <laughs> Boy, I'm so fly for a white guy. <laughs> oh, my I can't see any of that, but I mean, uh, I can't. I look forward to seeing. Oh, it. you couldn't see it. Okay. I, oh. I can just see it just a tiny bit, but um, I like so. Oh, on my phone bummer. So. I'll check yeah. it out. Dave's my brother. He saves everything and I'll... makes all this stuff and yeah. dreaming out loud records and. Uh, yeah, here's a, I guess for people, uh, I don't know who hasn't seen this, but this is the original flyer from that we, Dave, got the artwork idea for. Oh, and, uh, and you, you so, designed that, like Moto did everything. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I found this, this sort of that photo and then put it in that position and then made my amp and microphone and pedals. And I was learning a little bit of Photoshop from Chubbs and, uh, 
This is my first solo show as the fascist puppeteer after being dubbed the fascist puppeteer. I guess maybe we should talk about that, right? Well, yeah. yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, so so were you uncomfortable with that name back then? I know you've been nervous about how it would be <laughs> now, but I think it's one of the best yeah. all-time names because if you think about it, I know what it means. Like it means like a one-man band, like uh, pulling all the strings. Well, At least that's what I think it means. And in that context, it's fucking genius. <laughs> Great one-man yeah, name. It's, you know, points to being the dictator, you know, dictating. And, um, yeah, in my case, it's about music. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, I guess, you know, so actually we were doing drums for Dave. And, yeah, um, you know, it's with um, the drummer from, from Four Degrees North is the person that dubbed me this. And, uh, and I, I it was it was actually so the scenario was we're doing the drums and um i don't know we're not getting quite the energy or the uh the right feel to things and we just weren't getting the right the right take on the simple song uh gc the begin the first song on dave's album and um i think that was the song we were doing um but anyways, I, I was giving, I was trying to find a suggestion, trying to find a solution on the drums. And, um, and for some reason, you know, he just was because maybe because he was flustered, he wasn't getting it. He was he's like, die, you're such a fascist puppeteer. And I was like, <laughs> that's pretty clever. I don't think you thought of that. <laughs> and therefore i it made me think like oh man this is what my peers think of me and um this is you know and so i thought okay well that's it then i'm the fascist puppeteer that's my artist name and um <laughs> yeah a lot of i remember trying to like in myspace i was trying to like send a friend request to our cousin and she didn't reply like what the fuck you know fascist puppeteer you know but it's art and then uh you know it's actually this whole album too is kind of like i said it should have been called my 20s it really just reflects yeah a lot of it reflects me or my personality or uh whatever yeah relationship a lot of relationship songs but that's your 20s right and then <laughs> yeah um i want a gif of you shrugging your shoulders and going nah, it's art <laughs> i can do that now yeah. <laughs> i learned how to do that with a uh, caption where it comes up like, eh, it's art yeah yeah i mean <laughs> take it for what you will take, that's one of yeah, the most like honest responses i've ever seen like eh, it's art <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, i think like, in one of the get best mad, get yeah happy yeah. get whatever i it's it's there and then it's it's whatever you, you do something else or you don't but uh, i'm glad that we you know we got to put it out there and i got to do what i said i you know, do for booby and saw and uh oh it's cutting in and out a little bit there sorry oh yeah or maybe just for me no it, uh, it did I said, uh, thank you for doing the video. I look forward to watching it. Oh, man. Thank yeah. You. I've, you know, I, 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 all of these songs, we'll get back to some of the other songs, but the Shit Sun song was just like, I don't know. It, it, that's always just sounded like a hit to me, <laughs> like a great, great song. And so, in I, as I was kind of progressing in, um, I guess the professionalism of the music that I was making and, and putting it out into the world, and I, I did and get a like a llc made dreaming out loud records an llc for like a year or two or whatever and um 
and I wanted to put out like that song and other songs that Bodo had been working on. I remember taking you know, out to like I was eating at the food counter at Whole Foods a lot then <laughs> in Cleveland Heights. And so <laughs> he drove up from Ritman and I tried to like present like I had put together like a yeah. running order. I had actually incorporated some no, of the I remember other, that. other bands like the Circle. There were Circle Willis tracks in there. And, uh, you know, some of the songs we haven't talked about today didn't exist yet. Yeah, you were just trying to put a completion on something and like saying, man, you got to release something like let's complete it somehow and these should all live somewhere. And uh, thank, thankfully, you know, it took a decade or whatever, but mm -hmm. uh, and it's totally wacko. It's totally a mixtape, but and it's at least it's short and uh, you get a lot of variety. Yeah. Oh man, no, it's it's great. I mean, you've I've always been really proud of the music that you made, and frustrated that it wasn't accessible. I mean, frustrated that it wasn't like well known, but also just like it's not even like he's can't even get it, <laughs> like unless you know a guy. Um. So, but I I, th I think at that time you were just not. I don't know. I don't. Do you remember why you didn't want to do it at the time? This was two thousand ten. I remember. I didn't feel like I had a complete, you know, thing. I mean, I like some of the songs and some of the order I had in my mind back then. Is still the order and a lot of most of the no. order is chronological not all of it but you know yeah and that's yeah that's interesting yeah it was helpful we uh for me or not helpful it was exciting for me because i was pushing it back then and it didn't happen it's kind of a good life lesson <laughs> for me as well but uh, we were and as i've been trying to develop goals for this year i've been looking back at previous year goals but back then i used to do them a lot for like the music career which i think i mentioned in the last couple episodes but one of my goals was to release um, the mixtape or the fascist puppeteer mixtape. Like that was a on Dreaming Out Loud Records. That was a goal of mine in 2010 that didn't happen, but it has happened now. I remember <laughs> your a... project board. I remember your project board. Yeah, I, still... I recorded some of the songs up there and um, after... oh yeah, in Cleveland Heights. It was uh, in Kent. Oh, in um, Kent, yes. No, yeah. Dreaming Escape. It was a different song now that there was uh, there was one in like there was one in Kent, there's one in Cleveland. Oftentimes I would drive to you because you had a recording system and I didn't. Now I finally have like a like one I like. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, you've got an incredible and setup and... that gets more incredible every every year. <laughs> it's but... technology, man. It's just like where we are in time, the accessibility of what was phenomenal. In 2000, like what we're using now is just so even five years, but it's so available and uh, anybody can do it. And it's awesome playing guitar to a beat, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I love, I'm glad you told us a bit more about the name and the sort of name it, you know, that idea and name it to claim it. And it seemed, I love that you just dismiss it as art as like, well, that's what art is because it's one of the best ways in which. You can like take some, like that guy sort of was hurling an insult at you, whether he meant it like meanly or not. Yeah, and, and it, he was frustrated. And yeah, I, you know, so it's it's two sided road there. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But I like I love that I love then and I love now that uh, your reaction wasn't to uh, like joke slam him or whatever. Like he, you know, but rather to take that thing that he and, and sort of make it empowering. You're like, well, okay, yeah, um, maybe. I always thought maybe you thought because it was in the music circles that it had to do with how those other musicians might have 
thought about your leadership or something, or, you know, the kind of thing that we as individuals think other people think and, or worry that they think that kind of thing. And that's, I mean, that's uh, what I think it was. (laughs) I think that's where it came from. And that's why I was like, it was a little deeper than just him saying it because I didn't think he could make that up. I didn't, I thought he heard it elsewhere and that would be within the other circle of things that we had going on. So I was like, you know, well, you're right. And I'm the fascist puppeteer. So yeah, but you claimed it in this way of like, okay, well, I'm just gonna start recording these. I don't know if you thought about it consciously, but essentially, you started to record all these songs where, like the puppeteer or whatever, like it both is descriptive and accurate, but also like like you just you you made it into the one man band. You did all the things. You did it your way, like like a Trent Reznor or Billy Corgan or whatever. Like, and you made all this great music instead of being like wounded and putting it all hanging it all up being like fuck this you know people don't like me you like made this all these oh, great music I was definitely of years. I was definitely wounded but I did try to do exactly what you're saying and um try to just you know use it in, in uh, somewhat of a good somehow a good way you know even though a lot of people it's like 9 inch nails with 9 inch nails with well, that's ooh that's gross they have no- Nine inch long nails are oh it's like the nails they hung Jesus with or all of those things are bad and weird and uh but it's a good name and fascist puppeteer is like yeah it's just so different if you can get past it and listen to the music it's like whatever. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the the meaning behind yeah. it is yeah, that's what they uh you know thought of me and I was like, Well, you're right, and now I'm the fascist puppeteer. So <laughs> pulling all the strings right. playing all the strings <laughs> shit yeah it's good i'm 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 so yep. thrilled it's a thing and so let's maybe talk a little bit more about the some of the other songs but also that whole mixtape idea um it feels like a mix i mean mixtape means a lot of things but one of the things i think i'm thinking of at least right now is the variety of songs and so we've already heard like a kind of a a uh, ballady type thing, um, a little bit of like a um, kind of a rock instrumental, then like this comedy ish raps song. The very first song on there, The Wave. Um, and if this was chronological, that would have been, I guess, probably the first one that you did. What what can you tell us about uh, that one? It was actually Leave Again was the first one. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, like I, I like that I talk about cell phones in that one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's one of those things to me. You know, place watching a band, and I was with this girl, and she's staring at her phone, and I'm standing there, pretty much what I feel is alone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I'm just getting out of here. I don't know why I'm here. And then uh, I find that a running theme, you know, like in my life, the Leave Again song. So I really like that one, and wish it was like a guy with a top hat dancing with a cane, like singing <laughs> in the rain. That's what I always envisioned for that song. But the wave, which was second, uh, um, I was I worked as a plumber for a while, and uh, and then a lawn guy now, you know, whatever. Um, drive around and you listen to the radio, and the uh, smooth jazz station was is named the wave, one oh seven three, the wave, and the wave. Um, just the I have to say, yeah, it. it's gonna say the way that they talk. <laughs> the music that they play and i love the music and like i still aspire to do great smooth jazz you know like i would love i would feel proud of myself if i could do something like i don't know paul brown uh when i, I was a guy chuck Loeb, um some of these 
great smooth jazz artist. So anyways, that and uh, definitely inspired by Buckethead, you know, the beat uh, from uh, Whitewash and Colma, Buckethead, which I've actually listened to in the album within the past couple of days. It's just a phenomenal album, Buckethead, Colma. And once again, it's just a fucking out out there name and idea. But if you get past the name and idea, the guy's awesome and amazing and is very versatile. He's got this acoustic Spanish guitar album with some Joe Satriani type guitar. And then he's got metal shredding shit. But uh, yeah, so that's where that was inspired. The smooth jazz channel, The Wave, 107.3, The Wave. And uh, Buckethead Colma. Nice. nice. All right. Let's take kinda, a listen. Kinda, oh, I, was, I guess the last thing into that was kind of being scared to sing again. Like, uh, oh, that was, you know, so to have an instrumental was something to a little bit hide behind. So that's that was kind of like a way of easing into um, front manning. Ah, <laughs> interesting. So, yes, check it out. Jero just it's nice way to start your day. Yeah, and the album and the mix album. <laughs> Jero just popped in uh, saying that song pops in his head all the time, and he finds himself humming it. Oh, that's a, <laughs> that's, oh, that's cool. wonderful. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> well, I have a couple more. I, there's been like three more that I'd love to like kind of spotlight. Um, are there any that that you are particularly interested to to share? Like, hey, this no, this favorites or it's just you know it's been a it's uh it's been a joy you know just putting it together and that just knowing that it's out there and available for people to listen to and um it's a way of closing the chapter too you know you there's got to be a start and a finish and that's that's the finish so it that's it's like it's a nice it feels a nice way of closing closing things up five years late because it was the 20s but <laughs> last song was in 2013 i was born in 83 so it was really like almost literally in my 20s so oh yeah. yeah yeah 
Um, the one spring into my mind right at the moment, and then I want to make sure to give Palmer like a bite at this apple or, or two, um, is the party's over. It's, I love that song, and uh, it's a different, another different flavor, a kind of um, I don't know. I mean, it's more than this, but it feels like it could be a Foo Fighter song or something. But, oh, absolutely! But it, yeah. it even has little hints of the kind of you might not hear in the clip, but it has elements of like that wave vibe, and then it switches gears. That's like, oh, it's a great one. Yeah, I was uh, I was kind of going out being the fascist puppeteer, playing gigs, getting opportunities from you know opening for you and things, and uh, sometimes vice versa. You know, just playing together, but having that set forty five minutes to do, um, I was covering bands like Kings of Leon, and uh, you know sometimes we were playing some Foo Fighters songs, and uh, but yeah, I think the start of that song was sort of a i was playing higher up on the neck and caught on to a couple notes that were different same way of playing e but it was a little different and then uh came up with this progression and uh and then i found another way of playing the same chord on a different part of the neck and then it turned into yeah something more uh but um yeah that, i really liked that one and then uh i had got the whammy uh the digitech whammy um pretty close to that time i think and so i wanted to put it to use and there was like a guitar solo because i like 90s music <laughs> uh the second half of the guitar solo the whammy helped take it there so yeah and it was yeah and it was i guess back to getting to rock and actually i, I just been have another song i've written kind of lately i don't have all the lyrics but i definitely have a clear vision and just kind of sit down and get the drums going and uh, start laying down stuff. But I want to go more and even heavier because I'm oh. dark and mysterious. Oh, my. <laughs> that sounds exciting. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the party's over. I uh, was, but yeah, I never thought about it like that. Hmm. Oh, and the Echoplex. I got to use the Echoplex on there. I was getting, you know, UAD plugins and, uh, at the EMT plate, but I got the, it's like a tape delay. And so I use that to like shift and you get this weird noise. And so I use that and that's the break to the build up. So. Oh, nice. But the time went too soon. Now we're left on the ground, just a face in the crowd, but to Remember the song Drink till you feel strong And who cares if we're wrong And at the end of the day You feel like you got something to say
Stupid so it changes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely fist pumping shit there. Yeah, Absolutely. Just about to break out. How long are the previews that given you? I, uh, 30 I, seconds. Oh, really? For some reason, yeah. it's 90 for me. So I was used oh. to... Uh, that's all right. It's just to get a flavor no, of it, but it's uh this this has been really nice. I really I really appreciate all your efforts and getting it up there for people. Dave's the real hero here. Uh, anybody that cares or is listening, <laughs> Dave helped this, you know, get in in front of people and uh yeah, just kind of close this chapter up, make it a chapter, make it real and um you guys giving me this time here to talk about it and talk about some real personal things. And you guys are always open and honest. And that's what I always enjoy from you, Twinkie and double D and Palmer and, you know, just, uh, and to get a great reaction from you guys means a lot. So I, I appreciate the, the highlight and all the time and energy on it. Well, thank that's nice Cheers. to say. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Buddy. I one, there's one I want to go out on, uh, but are there any Palmer that you're like, Oh, I need to know. About no, this? I mean, we've hit all the good ones, like all, all the ones that I would have touched on already. So Major um, changes and shit. It's... The one I was, I was thinking of, or I, th- I mean, I wanted to go out on shit sun and surprise you with the video initially, but that came up. But then I, um, the last one <laughs> awesome. that I, yeah, I sorry about that. Oh no! I think it's better to let it happen the way it you know wants organically. To. Yeah. Yeah, but so if you if you saw so the story, um, what happened is these guys came into the the, the uh, place causing disruption. Palmer, who lived there at the time, took these gentlemen aside and had a talk with them about their behavior in the establishment of the grant. Down. Which was like a, a house where Palmer lived and J. Rowe and uh, we'll call him Stretch. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. Rowe, it was like Rowe in, was there. That was Rose House as well. And, yeah. yeah, it was like a party house. Uh, in our, it was. I guess there it was been no other. There's no other way to describe it. That's ex- yeah. That, it's yeah. all it existed for. <laughs> yes. Was the party. Like said, <laughs> so without your calm, you know, assertive nature, that that song would have never happened. And. Uh, And it's touching to know that you can have um, landmarks to remember them by. And yeah, this long walk, short drink shit's awesome, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's spectacular. Um, So yeah, you can get this mixtape, Fascist Puppeteer mixtape. I know it's hard to spell Fascist Puppeteer, but give it a shot. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, my YouTube name, I tried to get that and it wasn't available. So I took it. Now I have Facet. I'm the oh. facet. I'm the puppeteer oh. of facets. If you're whatever, if you're into it, I uh, I'll share the video with you. But I'd love. I think it'd be cool to host on that YouTube page and maybe put together a playlist. Because one of the places you can hear the album is on YouTube, like YouTube Music. Uh, you can get it on Google Play. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, and the Bandcamp. Yeah, DreamingOutLoudRecords.com. Yeah, SoundCloud. Can... Thanks for doing that as well. Oh yeah, SoundCloud. You can download them on SoundCloud at DreamingOutLoudRecords.com. You can when you if you download the whole album, um, it's it's a name your own price. Um, I put that actually because that option allows for video, and if you don't, then you can't have video. And we have this one video, but just enter zero. (laughs) Uh, Or or you can download any of the songs for free. But when you do that, when you download the album, there it comes with a PDF that you wouldn't the other services don't allow that is a little artist statement from moto um it has some dates and when the songs come from but also the lyrics and so for this last song uh that i wanted to hear 
um, is the last lyrics in the in because he doesn't do oh man i'm talking about it's not too late but i think we'd be remiss not to uh touch on sunset cruise at least a little bit that's that yeah. song well it's so I great thought that's what you were going to touch on so it's yeah. pumps man I, yeah. I mean we just maybe that yeah. one will be the one i'll talk about is sunset cruise because okay let's let's do that there's, first because there's it's more fun well there's pumps there's and chubs chubs there's it, it, another uh, alto eager alter ego of mine <laughs> yeah are you kill a bee in that one yeah i'm bri brian that one that's yeah it, it's a uh, my memory of no Sunset tommy Cruz, though, oh yeah not tommy maplewood yet you'll hear hints <laughs> of that though in the in the last one i was working towards but in sunset cruise i remember that starting out as a instrumental like the wave and it was that for quite a while right and it was called sunset cruise yeah how did it evolve into I, another I, comedy rap song yeah, you know, that was my inspiration there, production wise. It was like nerd. Um, he would take jazz chords and put a hip hop beat to it. Who so did it's that? Like Sorry, it had, or that's that's Pharrell Williams. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. And nerd, N E R D. Um, but just having those pretty chords, but having an upbeat thing, and uh, so it's yeah, it was like a smooth jazz thing. And then Pumps and I wanted to do a uh, collaboration. And so I was like, man, I have this track. It's ready to go. You know, so I sent him the track, and then he sent me what he did. And then I, I did a part, and then Chubbs did a part. And uh, that's the rap. And then you kind of mixed them together, I think, masterfully. Like, we probably won't hear the callbacks. Um, but, you know, something that Pumps will say once. Like, is he saying 2013 shit? Or what is he saying? What yeah. is he saying? Some yeah, he's like, this is some 2013 shit right here. That's the future. Yeah. Flying cars, right. robots, and shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, his his verses really steals the show. But they're all pretty great, and it has a nice flow that I, I'm pretty sure you or orchestrated and put over that smooth jazz track. So, yeah, yeah let's let's def let's hear a little bit of that. I'm, I'm curious what it'll pick out on iTunes. All right. When I drive in the backseat, my big phone a bouncer like a dog want to love, but he's an all-terrain hog, likes to play in the mud, so hydrate up, girl. We're gonna be out this all night. No, you like it freaky, you don't have to ask. I brought a midget stripper and a goat in a clown mask. Come on, me, girl, and go and take it for sunset. Cause me and you, baby, it's just me and uh. you. Hey, yo, bride, bride. Come on, me, girl, Church on Sunday. Come with me, girl, and 
Oh, that was like the perfect. That was like a perfect clip. It like touched on everything yeah. that we needed to. Like it was good. Except he did he say? Oh yeah, I got. I know you like a freaky. You don't have to ask. I brought a midget stripper with a goat and a clown mask. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Pum- only pumps can do that. Yeah. Wow. On the first verse that he pops in with, what is a? Uh, oh, I've been. It's just been stuck in my head all week. Suddenly I'm blanking. What is? Oh. Take your panties off, girl, and expose the mask <laughs> cheeks. I love the way they jiggle when I drive from the back seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I liked later in the song, it just comes out of nowhere, too, uh, I think. But, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. You would kind of bring them around. And like, so did you guys record? Did you intend for it to be three different verses like that with you and Chubbs and, and Pumps, respectively, or did that Actually, come together? I'm pretty sure I was trying to get Broadman involved in this. Oh, and, and he's like, I don't know. We're in our late 20s. <laughs> I think he started <laughs> family by now, and he's like, you know, no more rap with you or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which was a good call. Like, I, I have kids did... now. Like, they're yeah. gonna be going to school soon, and yep. And yeah. Was so, and I and it was it was all fun and games, but the joke's only funny too too long i don't know so pumps was up for it Glad so was did him. <laughs> my 20s so <laughs> uh all right well to close out the discussion thanks for being um yeah so forthcoming and candid and i know you don't like to talk about yourself so this has oh, been a you. nice surprise as was the whole this collection has a, this has me. just been a great this nice change of <laughs> pace episode i love it all right yeah, yeah man it's, yeah Thanks for holding my hand through it and just it's yeah, I'm glad it's over and (laughs) (laughs) I did it. Don't fucking ask me to do it again. Yeah, Yeah, I've got some I've got some um inspiration and you know I'll I'll be doing some more stuff and hopefully a lot sooner than a decade. So yes, yes, fucking A. Well, the song It's Not Too Late was the last one you recorded for this. Um, and I was mentioning the lyrics, like it's the last lyrics because, you know, elected, I think wisely not to have like the ones we just sp- spat out for. Yeah. And I don't know everything though. he says and, you know, yeah. they're nasty, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it's supposed to be funny and all that. But so the, but the lyrics that ring that, that finished the, the PDF and that basically sort of finished that song. It, I mean, you recorded that, wrote it in 2013, but I think you touched on earlier, but just for our, not our regular listeners, like Moto had a health scare last year that was potentially life threatening. And so to hear that song and to, and I don't think you can make out, at least I couldn't make out the lyrics really well in this like real heavy rock song that we'll get a taste of, um, yeah. to read them and like to have that kind of weight of knowing what you went through or, or being aware that you went through it, um, made the whole thing so much more poignant. So, um and uh anyway so i don't uh, not necessarily for you to rehash whatever all that was but how did i guess i'm wondering both about this song but also you know you mentioned there being a kind of um an a, a pull to pull this stuff an emotional pull for you to pull this stuff together and kind of put it in a place and um yeah so tell us a little bit about it's not too late and just your 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 general decision to to do this now to put this out now even though that that song the last song was 2013 yeah well it was last last year of my 20s and it was uh my darkest of days song 
<laughs> so yeah. it's like which is my, my Steve pre- song for listeners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which like what I've you're good with language, but you know, tells the future. And yeah. uh not on purpose, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I, who I was listening to a lot at the time and it's an amazing band I still love and wish was together. That they did another album, BBC or yeah, Black Country Communion, BCC. They did BCC number four, so they have four albums out. Um, but Black Country Communion, which is Joe Bonamassa, Glenn Hughes, uh, Derek Sherinian, and um, Jason Bonham on the drums. But just they sound just like, well, Glenn Hughes was in Deep Purple, but they sound like Led Zeppelin, but with the more, I don't know. I don't know how to say more Led Zeppelin, whatever. But the guitar work's amazing. The singing, I never thought I'd like a singer like that. Uh, I'm not crazy about Joe Bonamassa singing, but Glenn Hughes really struck me and just the way he delivered vocals. And um, so I was, I was really just, you know, inspired by him. And then if you read Glenn Hughes's lyrics, he's like one of the, the amount of songs that he's written is up there with Paul McCartney, like 500. I don't know. I don't know what the number is, uh, but amazing amount of songs glenn hughes writes great lyrics and so i was really inspired by it and kind of muse where like it's the end of time and muse is always like today is our last day on earth so get in your spaceship and fire your gun uh anyways muse is always the end of the earth and glenn hughes is very spiritual and just um man just soul singer stevie wonder's favorite singer is Glenn oh, Hughes. Wow. I, th- this guy is really amazing. And, and uh, did get to go take dad to watch him with California breed live. So anyways, this is my Glenn Hughes song. And um, I was seeing some people around me really struggle with um, abuse and, um, uh, re- you know, to the point of, you know, really extreme, almost death, you know, like uh, this heroin and these things. And, um, and um so that was striking me but at the same time i was drinking myself to death <laughs> uh so you know but i so i i think i was writing about others but maybe i was writing about myself um, yeah but yeah i as then it's heavy i get to scream and uh, some of the lyrics inspired from uh, watching the science channel and the earth tectonic plates and the mantle and use that in a uh you know Ying gang sort of way but so that's that's that it's awesome it's not too Thank it's you. not too late it's not too late
Well, that tears up. I'm gonna put put in the 90 second versions from yeah, yeah, because they just each of them give more of a little because that one will let get them get them into like the ripping, like heavy pants. Oh, it's a kick ass song, it's a great song, it's such a good song. It's very satisfying playing drop D and yelling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the life's universal truths. <laughs> I used to call drop D drop B <laughs> because yeah, Koto uses it a lot in his first name. I'll just turn everything into drop D. But... Yeah. Yeah, awesome. man. Wow. Yeah. This it's been really therapeutic, the music, and this has been awesome. I appreciate you guys' time. And um, yeah, hopefully I get to do another one with another album. Fuck yeah. Someday it's, yeah. it's on. It's when, on this well, guy. 10 years from now, when Long Long Short Drink's still on, and then you'll say, this is, <laughs> I should have named this album My 30s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine what Paul Moore and I'll be talking about? Because Moe, oh, you were here at the beginning of it. It was basically like talking about our old man problems. <laughs> or not some, I was talking about old man like problems, kidney stones. And I think Palmer just mentioned, because I don't feel like you were talking about old man. <laughs> things you were you no started, but you, i mean i am we're both getting old but we're both in our cardigans and like <laughs> i just picture us like having a cup of like hot tea at night for while i do we do our talk you know and like it, we're wearing guys, slippers yeah oh i love this like i put on a teapot and it's like instead of we know it's time to like have our drink instead of crack our drink it's like you, yeah. you put on the teapot when it starts to go <laughs> oh, yeah. okay let's Steve, if you guys did an album, it's just Tenacious D. You know, it's like oh, yeah. you got to play off each other like Tenacious D. Uh, <laughs> and I would, I would have to bring the Drop D rock. That's oh, right. Yes. yes. <laughs> Shit. So, long oh. walk, short drink. Long walk, short drink. Sixty-five. Sixty-four in the can. Yeah. When so I get Logan. old and I'm losing my hair, yeah. many years from now, <laughs> will we still be talking on the internet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I'm oh, 64. And, and am I alone? Oh, you froze. So, sorry, go back. You, you're, you froze, but you're back. Oh. I said, am I alone in the sense of when I think of Paul McCartney, I think of Jay Rowe. No, that's exactly who I think of when I think of Paul. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. His sensibilities are so similar to uh, Paul McCartney, but he's got Lennon in him too. Actually, that's true. He's got it all. <laughs> actually, actually, when Roe and I get together, it's it's Lennon and McCartney. Whoa. Oh, who's who? Or do you just trade back and forth? Oh, we just trade. I don't know. <laughs> that was, that's yeah. basically paradigm then. Yeah. <laughs> like a, um, yeah. Uh, paradigm in the another road. episode. Yeah, yeah. Another episode for Ro, sure. Ro, we got. I know you're listening. You said this has been entertaining. Ro, are you into the idea of a paradigm uh, internet album? Like, can I put it on Dream Not Loud, like some of your other records? I'm just like using this for. Yeah, take a screenshot of this. <laughs> <Cover> <laughs> <business>. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. No. The only yeah, you just have to be into it, and I, I I always like to have them up for free. Maybe some bees. Yeah. I, and I have some uh, outtakes. I don't know. He might have signed off, but <laughs> I thought I could get it. Cause, uh, we'll get it to him. Yeah. I think that that one needs to happen. That's such wonderful uh, music and a really like one, like great cohesive like album. Oh, yeah. Period of time. Yeah. And, uh, yep. Paradigm. Awesome. I paradigm. Paradigm. <laughs> I paradigm oh, you guys. Yeah. Paradigm listeners. 
I hope you guys are feeling better and Palmer, your uh, your journey with this fasting stuff and doing it healthy, hopefully. Yeah. And safely and, I don't know. We're, yeah, we're I know. Trying. It's pretty, uh, so. I mean, you you do what you do what you can do, and I encourage you to, you know, tackle. Yeah, tackle. We it, encourage but... you to continue. <laughs> <laughs> but if it starts to make you, you know, cramp up, then you must stop. Yeah. Or penalties will be created yes. and enforced. Oh, this is all oh, tenacious D. <laughs> Jesus, we have to make a tenacious D album. Yeah. Oh man, Daddy juice. That's the name. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh. Well, Moto, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Like I said, it was a nice change Same. of pace. Uh, different. Uh, I I love showcasing music. It's so much fun. So Graham's takes you back coming to visit to when me you to- did this uh, oh, the the original. <laughs> oh WPLMR, yeah, the original, original like WPLMR mix uh, yeah. CDs, right? Yeah. This this would oh. totally make it. So That's fun times would make it. Yeah. Um, Krams is coming to visit me this weekend uh, here in Minnesota, and he surprised me a couple weeks ago. Said he's about finished with an album. Really? <laughs> so I get to hear that. Yeah. Oh awesome. wow. So maybe his uh, cabin kid follow up will be uh, the long walk, short drink interview. That's awesome. Damn. I would love that. That's New fantastic. Release. Things are happening. The nineties uh, are coming back. The nineties oh. are coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we still on for ghostbusters and stand by me for 65 absolutely yeah i got right. um i'm into the body now and um the, the short story the body um, which stand yeah. by me is based and yeah i can't wait awesome awesome uh well i'm looking forward to catching up on your uh visit with crams please yeah. tell him that uh i said hi that and give him a big hug for me i will absolutely. and uh Make sure that you are checking out Moto's uh, Fascist Puppeteer, the mixtape. Uh, you can get it on all of your normal places that you would download albums, iTunes, Google Play Music, all those. Or you can go over to DreamingOutLoudRecords.com and uh, find it there. Download it for free. Absolutely. Um, make sure that you are subscribing on YouTube, uh, searching Long Walk Short Drink, subscribing on YouTube. So we can hit our hundred mark and stop nagging you about it to hit our URL. <laughs> uh, while you're on YouTube or iTunes downloading uh, Moto's album, though, so you can subscribe there for the podcast versions of all of these shows and leave us a review. We'd love to see hear see a review. Uh, that'd be great. Yeah, we haven't got one of those in a while. It's always yeah. nice to know what folks are thinking. Um. Head over to audibletrial.com slash LWSD uh, to download your free audio, to start your Audible trial and get your free audio book. Uh, you can download, what was that book you were talking about, Moto? This is uh, oh, yeah. Phil Ramone Making Records. I, I was going to plug that, but yeah, man, if you guys love uh, making music, this is very well written and it went by very quickly. It was great oh, Awesome. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so see if that's on there. Um, other than that, uh oh and follow us on twitter sorry i forgot about that one uh at pod. yeah um yeah moto thanks again for coming on uh thanks i'll be hiding in the chats don't worry yeah we got you on a little early but we'll have you back for 70 right yeah every 10 every 10 all right good deal um awesome but thanks for thanks for coming on keep up the great work with the music 
thank you. I will try. Dave, thanks for pushing him to get this out because <laughs> yeah, thank you, needs, D. It needs to exist in the world uh, for sure. I'm just uh, glad it's out. I'm just glad it's out there. Glad we can all enjoy it. Absolutely, dreams happen. Yeah, uh, but I'm for now. I think I think I'm going to sign off. I think I'm going to go man. think about eating a pizza and try not to actually eat a pizza. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so. Just All right. eat the tomato sauce. Yeah, something. I can't have anything if I'm fasting. It's so stupid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm out of yeah. here, you guys. All right. Hang in there, buddy. Yep. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. Thanks Love again, Moto. Love you guys. Here's Long Walker. Long